Hi, this is Brian Ibbett from The Morning Stream, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Yes, I am a god! Yeah, baby, yeah! Don't kid yourself there, you're a bit of a pussy. No offense. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. not panic ladies and gentlemen the casuals we have taken control of the airways we are casually hardcore live on alphageekradio.com for sunday may the fourth be with you 2014 this is casually hardcore i'm gnomewise i am dexa and i'm grail happy star wars day Yay. You seem so excited. <laughs> How do you tolerate this level of energy in your house? I know. I knew that was coming, but then Google informed me, I guess it's also uh, Audrey Hepburn's birthday as well. Oh, okay. So, That's awesome. There you go. This is like the quadfecta of doom we had. <laughs> Free comic book day yesterday. Oh, what's God? I totally oh, missed, missed that. It. <laughs> oh. Well, that was... I was let down by Facebook and... Oh. Uh, Seriously. Seriously, you guys. I'm trying to think what else. Well, Come on, I guess people. I didn't expect to find that on Reddit's you know, game deals, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't leave the if house. Those were the only... Stay here with your games that love you. We love you more than mere comic books ever could. Some of us worked. I can't believe it. I, I completely missed that. That sucks. I would have stopped by somewhere. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, 60 different... Uh, Possible free comic book titles, depending on the stores you visited. They, yeah, it's become quite a thing. Nice. Dang it. Um, and then Friday was uh, the U.S. release of Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. The Parade of Endless Villains. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not in a particular big hurry to see it myself. I am, actually, because I. Uh, it looks like it's very exciting and action-packed, that- mostly. I mean, I know the first one sucked, but this one looked a little... I thought the first one was okay, but this one got pretty meh reviews. Um, but I mean, I was, if anything, I was just looking forward to see Jamie Foxx's take on Electro. Yeah. That was my main draw. And I listened to uh, Major Spoilers. Yeah. They put out special casts, usually when big genre movies come out. And basically, the guys go out, watch it, come back, immediately sit down and record a spoilerific ah. um, coverage of it. I listened to basically just the intro to get their initial reactions, and surprisingly, they all had issues with the film. Right. But their initial reaction was they liked it, and they liked it significantly better than the first outing okay. with, mm. uh, with Garfield, since the reboot. Right. Um, they weren't, you know, they were a little justifiably concerned with uh, villain creep. Yeah. Well, um, there's like 12 of them. Well, and they, they said they handled it reasonably well. They kind of the you know Rhino was barely a presence in the film, but was used effectively. They said. Okay. Um, 
they said the implementation, the the origin story they gave Electro was a little like, eh, yeah. but it but it tied into the greater arc. They they started laying the seeds over where you know something is going on at Oscorp right. that, that Peter's parents were involved with and were probably killed over. And, yeah, and he he's didn't accidentally become Spider Man. Something in his genetic makeup and you know something was done to him. Dun, dun, dun. And Electro is an extension of this, basically another person affected by the bioengineering going on at Oscorp. Right. Or you know, the black ops wing of Oscorp. But they said that Jamie Foxx's Electro was excellent. Yeah. The effects were very cool. The the fight the the show major showcase fight sequence between Electro and Spider Man was, was apparently very well done. Cool. So it still wasn't that I mean I was actually able to go out with my wife Last night. Oh, wow. look at you. Alone. Wow. There was a meal involved and a, <laughs> a visit to a movie theater involved. Interesting. I know. It's amazing you came back. So we got to the theater and there were choices involved and one of the major choices was The Amazing Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. and she picked Divergent instead. Oh, okay. We saw Divergent. Yeah, we saw that. What did you think of Divergent? I thought for... That's loud. It was cute. (laughs) Oh, is that this? Yep, that's that. (laughs) We're all looking at Dax like, what the hell are you doing with your Surface? Why are you playing music during the show? I was (laughs) trying to go to a website, but apparently the website has music. It was one of those mixed movies. I think we talked about it. Like, to me, I mean, as a pure fluff type movie I thought it was good yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I came with the same kind of fluff feeling it's like okay I probably would have liked that better if I were yeah. a 20 something oh for sure and I mean like I said there were that, that was the one we made the comment like you know even post nuclear war the L still runs in Chicago yep. which is good to know <laughs> um, it's the only thing running in yeah. Chicago mm-hmm. so but I mean overall I, I thought the like the male lead I thought he was pretty good good job I thought everybody like there was nobody who I was just like female groaning. lead was a little soft a little soft but yeah. Nobody that made it wasn't there was no like Kristen uh, Stewart in it yeah. or anything like that where I was just like I can't wait for this person to get off the screen. Right. Like everybody yeah. was good enough that I or better than that. Mm-hmm. And so. the little group that they ran with was yeah. good. Uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter was well, was yeah, fun. Yeah, she was good. Um, they had. Um, yeah, they certainly took their time yeah. about developing the story. Long movie for a long movie. F- and that <laughs> I, I felt really good. I was yeah. like, wow, they actually. We're allowed to take yeah. the time to do a slow build mm-hmm. of the romantic interest instead of just, I just shoving like, oh it. Oh God, you know how long until they're falling in bed with each other? Whoa, hey, there's actually reasons why these people yeah. are attracted to each other, not just because they were cast that way. Right, like, right. So the love story, which is usually the last thing I'm interested in in you know a, a movie a that's movie. targeted at a younger demographic, was actually not bad. Not bad and mm-hmm. believable. Yeah. Like, and and. In the role the male was in in the world, he actively resisted the attraction, mm-hmm. as was appropriate for their you know mentor situation. student situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Like, wow, this is like okay. My only actual problem, storytelling. My only problem was yeah. the ending, and it was a dumb, it, I I get it. It ends that way in the book. It's still a dumb ending. It, <laughs> and I didn't realize this was a series of books. It so is. I, I yeah, had to yeah. tell me about it afterwards. And because I was saying to her, that ending felt totally tacked on. Yeah. yeah. I had a feeling like they had filmed another ending that wrapped it up nicely and said, no, we think we've got a franchise here. Right. 
go reshoot an open ended ending. But but apparently that was just the way it was. That is actually the ending in the book, which I feel very unsatisfying. It It it, was both in the book and in the and in the book. It's very unsatisfying. You read the books? No, but I read the last. Oh, the last. So they they were obeying the source material. Okay, the source material that I have issues with. But anyway, the the point of that whole little tangent was uh, tangent. Speaking of tangents, (laughs) are kind of a big deal. Um, was that you know, we had a choice between all the other films out. We said we decided to see a weeks old movie instead of Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. So their their marketing has failed to grip us, you could say. I it didn't s- fail to grip a lot of people though. They did ninety two million and worldwide oh. three hundred and seventy. Again, I think just so, just because yeah. we're becoming not the demographic necessarily, yeah. even though we're total comic book nerds. Yeah. But I was never. It's, mm, it's Sony. Even the first go round of um, Spider Man never I never got the kind of yay huzza huzza feeling I felt about like X Men and X two mm. and any of the Marvel it, modern ones. It was a steady decline for the mm-hmm. first three for me. Like the yeah. first movie I really liked. It was, it was, it was one of the fun. first big superhero movies that they did and you're like, Oh my god, superhero movies really can work. And it, and it was the first time yeah. we had to sit through an origin story. Right. And so it was amusing. It was good. And then the second one was good, but for me, not quite as good. And then the third one was mm. really not good at all. Uh, and so, you know, I think more for Spider-Man, it's just I have more fatigue with that because they had to do the reset. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, I'm really super excited for Days of Future Past. And the even though they did a sort of reset with First Class, it was pretty much all different characters and all different it was an origin for other characters that we hadn't seen the origin for yep. and it worked for me so I, I really they, if for, for a reboot they did it in a very unique way yeah. kind of the way Star Trek did their reboot yeah, I don't want to call it a reboot because the, the creator of you know the, yeah. that singer coming back sure. for Days of Future Past it says no that wasn't a reboot right no it happened what I'm doing is not a reboot and mm-hmm. I and I Give them mm-hmm. props for not heading for the reset button like so many other mm-hmm. studios have. Yeah. They're basically saying, we're going to salvage this. And I'm really curious to see how well that turns out. Now, they're using the trump card of time travel erases everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a different kind of reset button. Sure. Yes. But if they're not... Well, I mean, Star, we mentioned Star Trek. Star Trek did the alternate universe yeah. reboot. So. And we all bought it. <laughs> right, of course. Oh, yeah, because it was good. Because it was well it was executed. Done well. Right, right. Uh-huh. right. It was a total trope. It's a complete contrivance of, of the universe, but it was well executed with a good story. And a good cast. And a great cast, I would mm-hmm. say. And, and, and it needed to be a great oh, cast. Oh, it needed to and be. And that absolutely. was the big thing for First Class that worked because Michael Fassbender, Fassbender was awesome. Oh, and yeah. was, um, I can't remember his name, the the young Professor X. Right. He's been really good in other movies. And I, Jennifer Garner. Is that what? No, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. No, I mean, I'm um, not Jennifer Garner. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> who's Mystique? The older, that not the child version. Oh, um, uh, Dear God, Barry's Connelly. Not, no? No, no. It's no, the Hunger no. Girl yes. gal. Jennifer Lawrence. 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 Thank you. I knew it was yeah. a Jennifer, but I'm not sure. Uh, Jerry, you had my mind <laughs> on Ben Affleck and yeah, Batfleck and no, all that. Wrong, it was, wrong. It was terrible. So, um, <laughs> so I'm really curious to see how ex- well executed it is. I mean, the from an action standpoint and a, and a nerd fest 
spot the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, the trailers are, have got me totally, oh yeah, totally psyched. Oh, oh it's yeah. it's big deal. And now there James was McAvoy. Is, McAvoy, yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah, he's really really. He's everything really I've good. seen him in, great I have in uh, enjoyed. Wanted as well. Yes, um, he was in Wanted and uh, Last King of Scotland. Uh, but the the other thing that's come out now that they've announced for the comic book, so this is a minor spoiler if you don't pay attention to comic book news, right. is Marvel has decided they're going to do an arc where they kill Wolverine. Again? No, like they've never killed him. This is the first they've time. Killed they've, him. they've killed him in the future. In, in the future. Oh, okay, yeah. That day, in, yeah. in the original Days of Future Bastion, you saw right. his, his flayed adamantium right. skeleton yes. on the ground. Right. Well, but, it wasn't, but it wasn't an enduring death. But they've they, done that enough now that he's come back from that. Right. This is supposedly well, that was, that was a time travel. Real showing arc. the dark future. Now, the question will be, though, is do they try to incorporate that to give Hugh Jackman the out to stop doing the role. Right. If he so when he gets revived by whatever means, it's a, it's new, a new character, actor. and they can kind of use that as a, se- a seamless break-off point. Yeah. Break, yeah. We'll see. Possible. The, yeah, but I mean, Spider-Man's been dead for sure. 18 months now and is just now returning in yeah. the comics. Yeah. And Superior Spider-Man, what an interesting idea of killing off your main character and putting the soul of his major villain into his body. Yeah. Because Doc Ock has been tooling around in Peter Parker's body for 18 months, and apparently the storytelling on that one has been excellent. Oh, cool. So if you can pull that off, you can stick Doc Ock in Peter Parker and make the fans like it, you are clearly doing a good job. Hmm. Um, But now, just in time for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, the triumphant return of Peter Parker in his own body. Gotcha. Um, So, they'll probably do something similar with um, Wolvie. Possible. Well, they're not they're not going to kill him forever. No, of course not. No, they can't. Are you kidding me? He's I mean, the guy is in love with Jean Grey. That's got to rub off at some point. Yeah. yeah. And he's, you know, one of their absolute... It's, it's the counts. same as when Death DC Superman. killed Superman yeah. and anybody, any other it's, major it's characters. A, a headline Captain grabber. America died for a while. I mean, everybody's... Everyone. Everybody, everybody dies. dies. Everybody yeah. dies. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see if they... If they they've, they've really... Taken a hard line of saying the Marvel Universe is the Marvel Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the Marvel Cinematic sure. Universe. So mm-hmm. what's happening in the comics won't directly be right. why they let Hugh Jackman out, but they may mirror it. Right. They may kill him during during one of the future movies, and then cause like they did with Jean Grey, they killed her in one movie and brought her back oh, the yeah. next. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the new thing would be would be to leave him dead for a couple of movies. Yeah. And that's, I, you know, if anything, the X-Men might benefit a little bit from that just because... Let's showcase some other damn characters. They need, it's such a team, obviously, it's the yeah, team. Yeah, team. Right. Yeah. It's a team sport. Uh, <laughs> so they need to, like, get some, and they've really kind of neglected, like, Cyclops. They killed <laughs> him. Exactly. Not neglected him. They offed him in the well, second movie. And no, he's like... Third movie. Third movie. Third beginning be- of the third, third, movie. third movie. And in the comic books, if there's anyone who lasts, outlasts most people, it's Cyclops. Yeah. No. Not that he's one of my favorite characters, no, no, no. but he's a major character. He is one of my favorite characters when he's written well. Yeah. When Joss Whedon got the reins and wrote Cyclops, yeah, true, true. There was some interplay between him and Wolverine that was so awesome. Yeah. Because they're in the phase where Gene has died again. 
Uh, <laughs> Again. And during, but before, while, while they were married, he basically got into... Wolverine a, and Cyclops were married? <laughs> they totally That's were. incredible writing. Totally totally <laughs> it was a full church due for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that um, Emma, Emma, and Scott, white. Emma and Scott had gotten into... A an affair, yes, a yeah. psychic affair, a psychic affair. Ah. Mm-hmm. When she was supposed to be, you know, treating him for PTSD, right, right. Um, and but then Gene were dead, so they continued the, the relationship. So basically, Wolverine is jumps up on the windowsill in the morning when Emma and Scott are in bed, yeah, and just looks and says, "So, uh, which stage of grieving would this be? Acceptance?" <laughs> and Scott just blasts him out the window with his optic blast and jumps down in the field and says, you know, those healing powers you've got, they're about to come in really handy. Nice. And there's a later scene that I, I loved where a, a sentinel comes and attacks him and Cyclops just nukes it in one shot. And Wolverine's reaction is, Jesus, Summers. <laughs> you know, the universe has a sense of humor putting a nuke like that in a head like yours. Nice. So... Those bits of Scott getting old, experienced, beat up, mm-hmm. yeah. and tired, because his response was, you know, I just get tired of faffing around with these villains. It was his response, why you just nuked the Sentinel right off the lawn in one shot? I, right. I, I don't want to deal with this. Get off my lawn. I, I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to negotiate. Right. I'm tired. You're done. That made him a way more interesting character to me than the old Boy Scout he oh, used yeah. to be. Oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is what the well, Boy yeah. Scout became when you beat him down hard enough hard enough, enough time. Yeah. Well, I'll never forget when... Uh, Age of Apocalypse is running, which is oh, one, was, probably that my, was one of great. I mean, Days of Future Past is great. I really Scott. loved Age, but even in that Age of Apocalypse, he was, he was a Boy Scout. Yeah. <laughs> he was a horseman yeah. and he was a Boy Scout. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like really, dude. <laughs> so yeah, that was always kind of like you're driving me up a wall, man. Yeah, <laughs> there was some talk of somebody uh, pursuing some storylines with. Uh, basically, after right after the original um, Dark Phoenix saga, mm. where Scott goes off with his dad, yeah. and stories of the Star Jammers goes off and, and, and is a space pirate with right. his dad for a while, that could be some fun storytelling. Well, because Corsair is always, I think, was a, a not deeply explored no. enough. because that's the the Star Wars style, yeah. you know, Group O people on a. It's, it's actually it's, it's proto Firefly. Yeah. Um, you know, we got our ship. We got our motley crew of alien pirates, and we're gonna go off and see, see the universe. That's where, if there wasn't such a divergence of rights in cinema, right. you could get Guardians of the Galaxy mm, tie in yeah. as well. But oh well. Well, yeah, and that's the problem. Is the whole the X Men you know, Scott yeah. Summer? You can't have Scott. Yeah, Summer. Scott. You could have, yeah, of course, Star Sarah, Wars, or yeah, yeah. Because you've got Havoc right. already. Uh, but that's still a uh, that's still owned by Fox. Because havoc right, was in the, see, I'm crossbreeding yeah. all the yeah. all in my brain again. Yeah, see, that's that's what makes it. You know, again, when you get into some of these interesting stories where you could have some crossover, yeah. there's these hard walls. We need to do a Kickstarter, <laughs> and all the nerds have to give like two billion dollars to Disney, like they freaking need it. Yeah, and say go buy all the rights back from everybody. There was even a man thing reference in Agents of Shield last week. Was there it? was. Yep. Did I miss it? Yep. Did we watch it? Was, it was, did we watch it? <laughs> yes, it was, we did. It was a Maria Hill line. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, she's talking about, um, she's complaining about something, and, and something called a man thing. What the hell is a man thing? Like, okay, I'm watching for that movie now nice. on Netflix. 
because they had a tie-in with her in Iron Man 3. She was talking about the the fridge. Right. No. Yes. Yeah. And apparently apparently had Man-Thing tied up in the fridge. But also Man-Thing's wife was a cameo appearance in Iron Man 3. Oh, really? She was one of the extremist agents, the the female extremist agent that came to beat up Tony in the diner. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he... There's flames everywhere. Right. He turns the gas line on and then has to rig a sparking thing in the microwave to set off the gas. Like, there's open flame right over there. Why did you bother with the microwave? It wasn't fast enough for him. Just, <laughs> um, but yeah, that woman, the, the scarring on her face was significant. Gotcha. And the name, they, they meant, she mentioned her name in, in deep, okay. deep Marvel nerds. Oh, Man-Thing's wife! Because gotcha. she was scarred in the accident that created him. Gotcha. Um, so, man thing movie confirmed. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right. So, nerdy, uh, an extremely nerdy weekend this week. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 2, Free Comic Book Day, yeah. and May today is Star Wars Day. Yeah. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. Um, additionally, um, I was you know, playing Diablo 3, which I have totally purchased and am now playing. Oh, my God. Uh, level 32 wizard. Thank you very much. Wow. Look at you. I was playing with one Barry Von Awesome uh-huh. on Friday. Uh-huh. Cool. Which happened to be his birthday. Oh, nice. Happy so birthday. I, I, I now, first of all, I have to play, you know, the Barry Von Awesome's theme tune. Yes. Barry White, save my life. And I must now also sing him the traditional birthday song. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. And now you're even older. And now you're even older. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. And now you're older still. Happy birthday, Barry. Hey, happy, happy birthday, Barry. How many years old is Reginald? So it's got to be a subset of Barry. Barry had to come first. Who knows? Who knows? Reggie could have come first. So she's saying that Reginald Barry, could Barry be a time lord beard. Sprung fully formed from, <laughs> from the beard. Bar- no, he yeah. could have just born born and then Reginald materialized onto um. him. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Reginald is a TARDIS. A TARDIS. The beard is bigger on the inside. It's a beard of holding. Who wouldn't mm. want a beard of holding? I would love a beard of holding. Most beards are on holding else. something. <laughs> <laughs> don't call it the flavor saver for nothing. That's kids. right. <laughs> so anyway, there's that. I got that going for me, yeah. which is nice. On other geeky news, you know, Almost Human was canceled. Yes. Oh, uh, so sad. On Tuesday, Almost Human was canceled. If you did not see that coming, right? From you know, 17 farthings away. Yeah. Because it was. This is becoming a trope. Yep. It's a genre show on Fox. Yeah. Therefore. It, it will, will die a death, not, quick but, death. But the way it dies, yeah. the specific things they do, they shoot a pilot and don't air it. Right. There was another pilot that we have not seen. Yep. They air the episodes out of order. Incorrect order, yep. So that the characters seem inconsistent and poorly written. When in fact they were written very well and consistently and there was an actual story progression right. where mm-hmm. Dorian didn't suddenly revert to being a non-emotional person you can say he, an unemotional prick when actually he was already being friends with him the previous episode yeah. right and they already That's had a, a connection like, what the yeah. hell yeah. just happened and shift the times 
With very little mm-hmm. warning. Yeah. Or this whole thing of, uh, you know, I got to find out what happened, why I went amnesia, you know, I don't remember. And then suddenly I don't really care about that anymore. I'm doing all this other stuff. Okay, now I'm back to really wanting to figure out my amnesia. And That's like, back to the out of and order. And there's this, like, evil organization that seems to be doing stuff, but then they're gone for a while, and then they kind of come back. Yeah, it was... And they're surprised that they lose viewers. Right. And, or, and in this case, it was, again, the... They had a lot of viewers. They just didn't have the amount right. they thought they right. should have in whatever demographic, and therefore it wasn't worth the time. It's beardier on the inside. Okay. Which, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, it, I I at least kept somewhat of a wall up because I knew this was a Fox show. We've all been hurt yeah. before. <laughs> they screwed me on uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, that was the yeah. last time I really felt screwed That was by another them. one where it had oh, just gotten good. Yeah, it got good. really good. They show up like, in the future, and everything you thought you knew about what John Henry was, right. which is going to blown out the, your yeah. left lobe, and like, what the hell just happened, man? And boom. And we're gone. in the dystopian post-judgment right. day future and scene, and you're never going to see the end of that story. Yeah. Never. So Son frustrating. Of a bitch. Oh, and she was so good. As, uh, yeah. They were all good. Headley, all the yeah. characters yeah, were great. Yeah, yeah no, and Headley, yeah. All of them were good. Yeah, yeah. the... You know, Summer, Summer was, was in it. She was, she was a it. great Terminator with weird motives, and yeah, it was, it was yeah, well that, done. That was one of the mysteries. We used right. Like, what's uh, the deal? What's your programming mm-hmm. exactly? Yeah. What is your mission? Yeah. So, um, yeah. <sighs> oh, well. Because I mean, they could pull that off. Because, I mean, one of the things about Terminator 2 yeah. is way too clearly ahead of time you knew Arnold Schwarzenegger was playing yeah. the, good, the good Terminator. If you watch that movie... What a freaking reveal it is when they encounter each other in the corridor at the mall mm-hmm. and the totally emotional, normal-seeming guy comes around the corner and Arnold's there and you think, oh, here it's on. Yeah. You know, our, this, this movie's Kyle Reese and the Terminator about to show down and then there's a total reversal of, you know, come with me if you want to live. Right. And, but be, that whole build-up, because it was beautifully laid because... Uh, Robert Patrick's character gets there and interacts with the kids, and you don't see him actually. You know, how he, he's actually killing the cops to steal the uniform. You think, oh, he's he's he yeah. hit them over the head. Yeah, and he seems like a normal person. We talk the Galleria. Where's the Galleria? Right. And, and he's like, okay, there's the human, there's the Terminator, and go. And suddenly, boom! Oh crap! It's two Terminators, and yeah. now the bad guys go. But that was all completely blown by the by the promotional campaign. Right. That showed it. And they were doing something very similar with um, Cameron. Yeah. Where you didn't know exactly what, what? the full story. She was obviously there to protect John. But, but for there was we, a lot uh, of yeah. questions. Um, yeah, and, and also, but I love the fact that they time traveled very early on and yeah. skipped over Terminator 3. Right. Which they totally acknowledged existed. Yeah. Where... Mom was dead from cancer, and so they said, okay, we are now in a new permutation of the universe. Right. Mm-hmm. We have messed with it again with time travel, and you have my interest. Yeah. 
Well, and that, like you were saying, the the tension they had on that show was really good. It was because really good. You had obviously angsty John Connor. You had protective very mom. protective mom that trusted nobody, and then Why you had would she a that Terminator yes, exactly. that you weren't sure of. You know, Barry, even Brian Austin Green actually was, was good. really good. Yeah. and he came back and he had a lot of issues that he was carrying and baggage, and so mm-hmm. and you had just a really and interesting they cast. Often, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And you're dead. Yeah. And that was yep. that. And now we're going to see you again because we're time traveling in the right. future, but yeah. we know your fate. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. It was. But can we change that fate? Uh, it was so. Know. It was so good. It had so much possibility to it. So with all the, with all the problems that Terminator Three had as being just an obvious tax shelter for German investors. <laughs> um, that's pretty much. That's, that's, if you if you read the background, that's why that movie really? got made. Oh, wow. There are tax laws in Germany which are very favorable to money losing propositions, so p- people can dump money into these Hollywood things, and nice. it benefits them in the tax code somehow. So they're able to, to solicit and harvest ridiculous amounts of money from German investors because of this. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was basically backed by that. But the one thing I really loved about it was the, the ending. Oh, yeah, that was where a, they said, a great no, ending. you cannot escape your fate. Right. You have changed it. Yeah. It, it has come about, but you know, the, the, the universe is course correcting. It's yeah. saying, no, Judgment Day is a, a fixed point in time to borrow from, from Doctor Who. Well, yeah, and, and right. even even then, it's questionable. Is did they change anything, right. or did they put him in the exact position to make him the well, leader? Well, the date yes. changed. They had the, gotten past they did the, date. the date. But the, other than that, they basically he got to a point where he was the hub, the hub for communication, yep, exactly. and everybody was already looking to him no, to it be was that. A perfect yeah. setup. Yes. Yeah, it was great. So it maintained the future because without if the future doesn't come out that way, then. So but yeah. I thought it was a really good way to to, right. to deal with the paradox. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. And it was the, the atypical non sunshine and puppies yeah. Hollywood yep. ending. Right, right. And I I love me some some clerks style. I mean the original clerks ending. What was the original clerks ending? Uh the guy gets robbed and killed. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh, because that's what happens to, to losers who work in a, a <laughs> stop, stop <laughs> job. That's nice. Oh, wow. That, wow. That was, that was the point of it, though, is <laughs> crap like this happens to people I'm like you. I know. Is it even supposed to be here today? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how it ended. Yeah. And that, was, that, was the sh- that was the ending that was shown everywhere in the world huh. except for the U.S. Huh. Now, thankfully, you know, he was able to write Clerks 2, and he's now working on 3. Um Eh, Clerks 2 wasn't that good, though. No, it wasn't. I'm hoping that, that he goes out with a bang yeah. with the final one, yeah. which he, I believe is going to be his last film he wants to produce. Well, I guess I'm just stupid because I fall for it every time. Fox does this to me every time. No. Every time. I, well, there's, <laughs> been, there's the occasional success story that slips through. Who? What? I mean, have, have any of theirs endured for very long? I can't I mean, think Sarah Connor has got two seasons. They did make it two seasons. I mean, obviously... Fringe. Fringe is the one I always think of. Oh, okay. That was the unlikely... See, I haven't watched that one. I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> you should. I know, I've, I've caught bits and pieces and I've liked some of the characters that I've seen. Like, they've been interesting enough to make me go, oh, I maybe really, I should watch it. Fringe got me. And I and that was another one where I was like, ugh, they're going to screw me. And they, yeah. they managed to get you know, a, a shortened fourth season to... Wrap so, it up. But the first couple seasons are... <laughs> the first up. season yeah. is Monster of the Week. Right. And that's what it looks like. But interesting Monster of the Week because um, the main character, um, 
is absolutely out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the and doctor played, and played beautifully yeah. well, and, and mm-hmm. the, the, the father-son interplay is really well written. Um, but you're never quite sure which direction they're taking you because they introduce in the second season the whole parallel universe mm-hmm. concept, really well executed parallel universe of okay, we start traveling between the realms and we have damaged the interdimensional barrier and there are massive consequences hmm. and the main character feels crippling guilt because he knows what he has done. Uh, we, and he's made some... It's yeah. basically abducted some people from the other side and, and did oh, not great things. Um, so there's two seasons of dealing with the, the two universes yeah. and the fact that the walls are collapsing and... and Walter Bishop, who's the the crazy guy on this side, his alter ego is stone cold sane and uh. borderline evil, because he his take has been having to try and repair and defend against the damage that his opposite number has caused. Uh. Ah. So he's like the he's the Secretary of Defense, gotcha. and has had to come up with technologies to seal these breaches, uh. and they come up with this neat technology called amber, which is basically its gaseous form that solidifies into basically what looks like amber. Um, but if you're caught inside of it, you're caught inside of it. Hmm. Alive. Oh, lovely. Yes. Um, basically in, in living stasis. Gotcha. But it also seals the interdimensional breach. Mm. Huh. Mm-hmm. So they have a really short period of time to get in there, drop the amber bomb. And get and the hell out. So the amber technology is neat. Huh. Um, they have a, a wonderful mystery of these guys called the Outsiders, uh-huh. which are the... Bald, no eyebrow, hairless guys that, okay. that are, have been are recorded all through time, showing up and observing the observers. Mm. They were oh, okay, because um, they're always observing. And the fourth season is a massive payoff on the observers. Cool, because basically they get through to the to the end of season three and they sew up and tidy up the the two alternate universe yeah. storyline. And, but in the meantime, they've been telling stories. There'll be on one episode that's all on this side, yeah. one episode that's all on the other side with alternate versions of the characters. Oh, that's cool. And you wind up caring for both sets of characters equally in different ways, and they're vastly different versions of each other. Huh. It was great storytelling, and they tie that up very yeah. nicely and then throw the Prime Universe into complete chaos at the end of the last episode. And the fourth season is totally different. Hmm. Huh. Same... Characters facing a radically different threat. It's one big story because they knew they had yeah. a partial season to to do. At the end, it involves the other universe. You get to see those characters again. They do some important cool. things to help out the good guys. You don't get to see storytelling like that in in television sci-fi very often. No. Um, last time I remember, you know, being that interested in story arcs was like Babylon Five era. Yeah. Of you know, there's a bigger story going on here. So the short. Uh, version of that tangent is watch Fringe. Okay. Got it. The long version is don't suck it, Fox. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, don't don't be bothered by it. It is it is slow to get going, but the fun part is all those monsters of the weeks yeah. get revisited later in very interesting ways. So they bec- they are important. Pay attention to the details well, of the thread of the week. And you know, I gotta say, even though you have to deal with the. There's a certain thing you deal with, which we've talked about before, with the CW shows. Oh yeah. At least they give them seasons Jesus to do Christ. stuff. Jesus Christ. They give them a lot of time, and as long as you're willing to under to accept the fact that everybody is very beautiful, and there's a lot of little bits of fluff here and there, 
they do like uh, Daxa just has had on while she's doing stuff supernatural, like from the beginning again. And like I'll it's see an episode coming. here yeah. and there. And, you know, overall, they did some pretty impressive arcs in their storytelling. Mm-hmm. You have to, but they do a million freaking episodes. So you have some of these episodes where you're like, this is just total fluff. I mean, yep. it's funny, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. what is this episode doing here? But when you take it kind of for, take a step back, it's like, well, that's pretty impressive. And there are other shows. Look at epic arcs. I mean, yeah. Heaven, yeah. hell, earth, uh, purgatory. Yeah. yeah. Big, you know, little, big little, thing. little, little tiny story. The other night I was in bed and I had it on on the side. And I think Real was playing. You were yeah. playing Hearthstone or something. And I was I was laughing my butt off, and I cannot stop laughing at all the episodes that. That Dean Winchester is really freaking funny sometimes. Yes. I mean, yeah. really freaking funny. And the Winchester boys are really freaking stupid, and they never, <laughs> ever no. learn a lesson. I ever. know. It is the same, the basic plot <laughs> arc. It's the same, it's the same over thing. Over again. Over and over for their characters. But What's happening around watching. them is interesting, but it's always the same thing of... I have a secret. I'm not going to tell Sam. I have a secret. I'm not going to tell Dean. I'm sure this will work out well. It never does. <laughs> <laughs> so they're doing that spinoff for that one where oh. it's all about Chicago. Right. Yes. And the supernatural families that rule Chicago. Yeah. That rule so Chicago. basically supernatural meets crime lord mm-hmm. drama. Yay. Yeah. You got the werewolves, the vampires, the um, w- witches. No, well, not witches. The shapeshifters. Yeah, witches was one, wasn't yeah. it? Bitches. Werewolves, vampires. Which is shapeshifters? What was the last one? Dresden. No, the di- the no. The gin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's, that'd be cool. That's an under, underserved faction. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really they were, interesting. Their episodes are. Their episodes were kind yeah. of deep. But yeah, definitely not one that they delved too much into. Uh, and and when they were taking the alphas, the the gin alpha was one that so, lasted. Mm-hmm. And again, while, so. at least they give it. A run. Yes. Yeah. You know, Nine they, seasons, they that's it, a freaking run. They let stuff go. <laughs> yeah, that's and, getting into Stargate SG-1 territory. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and now they're spinning stuff off like they did with Stargate. Yes, yep. exactly. Yeah. All right. We are slightly yeah. over time, so let's wrap up this segment. You are listening to Casually Hardcore live on alphageekradio.com with live simulcast on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Hey, guys. And I've got some... Uh, what am I looking at here? Paul and Storm queued up for you. This is Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley. We'll be back right after this. This is Dills from The Instance and The Angry Chicken, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a place To lose the weight of the world and put a smile on your face the time of your life, bring the kids and the wife, and never have to worry about death or blunt force trauma. Go to Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley, Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley, he's made a change or two, now it's safer for me and you, because what else would a responsible adult do at Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley? First thing that you notice when you walk in the door The pins are made out of Nerf and they're nailed to the floor And with your rental shoes, you also choose A set of knee pads, shoulder pads, elbow pads, shin guards Chest protector, face mask, codpiece, and a helmet 
down at Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley. Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley. The square balls might not roll. And they have handles instead of holes. But having lots of fun is not the primary goal. At Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley. You can only bowl three frames every hour to guard against carpal tunnel. They still have rock and bowl, but not at the same time. To guard against fire, he took out the fryer. And there is no food you can eat with your hands. But you can have all of the beer that you want when you get home from Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley. Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley. Three earplugs to deaden the sound. And the balls only weigh three pounds. But there's a Starbucks in between every single lane at Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley. And a brand new state-of-the-art digital scoring system. But we can't figure out how to use it. Right next door to Chick Mickey's Pocket Pool Hall, Mr. Safety's Bowling Alley. Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. It's Geeks in a Gaming World. I'm a geek, and I've been gaming. Oh, my Yay! God. The first time in a long time. Look at nice. you. Diablo 3 has its hooks in cool. me. So now that you've hit the third, like, what did you say, 32? 32. So do you get it now? Because you didn't get it last week. I don't. I still, I've just been pushing buttons so okay. far. I'm just now actually starting to pay some attention to my build. Yeah. And choose you know my play style for this guy. Right. So I'm um, enjoying the not overly complicated talent build. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rune system is kind of fun. Yeah. The runes bring flavor to the. Yeah. Um, and and they can radically eventually change the way it becomes you play very the di- yeah. It can I mean, become one, very one different. wizard is not necessarily like another. No. Um, becoming you know g- gear obsessed. Yeah. Yes, you um, always are gear obsessed. Uh, it's a Blizzard game. I mean, come on. Um, but but yeah, at least you're playing it now when it's very easy to tell what gear is better, better in general. Fair. You still eventually you're well, going to get to a point where it's nice. it's the percentages of really yeah. if it's yeah. red, yeah, it's, if it's, it's green, gone. good. Yeah, if it's red, boot it. But yeah, there eventually you get a little bit where you have to kind of pay attention because you'll have gear that's maybe is a little bit less, so they say damage, but has a but a, has like a, a plus 10% to one of your skills that you use all the time. It's right. like, okay, well, that actually is a lot better. Than I'm churning through the level so fast right now. Yeah, right now it doesn't matter. That. That's not till end game. I, you know, yeah, right now I'm just, I'm just playing game. the story. And <laughs> oh, cool. I've, I've done you know multiplayer one time Yeah. with uh, with Barry showing up with his ridiculously uh, overpowered characters. What was it? The mage or his paladin? He brought the mage in briefly when I first mm-hmm. logged in, and then he brought his demon hunter in mm. for our Friday birthday festivities. Cool. Um, so yeah, the the machine gun style play of the demon hunter was interesting to observe. Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. But mage is like right now my mage is like my farmer. 
he just walks in and just blows. I love the, the beam based attacks. <laughs> Those are a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Very Tony Stark. Disintegrate. You're just <laughs> like, oh, I just got suck your, it. I just unlocked disintegrate, <laughs> yep. so I changed from frost beam to yeah. disintegrate. It's like, ooh, it's red now. Okay, mm. it's red, and people just go poof away when they mm-hmm. die. It's very satisfying. It's like a phaser. Yep. Yeah. So that it's, one's it's, nice. It's the um, heat beam weapons from uh, War of the Worlds. Yeah. Oh poof. yeah. Poof. Yeah. Never a Which, dull moment. And do you have Archon form yet? It became available. I haven't tried it yet. Oh. That's just I just ridiculous. It. But it's like, well, everything needs to die now. I will become the Archon form, and everything dies. <laughs> Alrighty then. It's very impressive. I'll uh, I'll look into that button. I'll write oh, that yeah. down. I'll write that down. Uh, so oh, I have I have my feet are on the path. Nice. Um, I'll have to work out how to you know, summon you forth. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when you can get your nose out of Hearthstone, which I totally know you're playing right now. Nope. Uh, but you can totally <laughs> see where I'm at and send me a message because Barry does that all the time. He's like, one time he's like, how are you in Diablo 3 and Hearthstone at the same time? Magic. I'm like, skills. <laughs> <laughs> Sorcery. So, so I, I think I need to get you added as Battle.net. Yeah, I don't buttons. have you on there, but we'll have to add that. We'll so. fix that. That'd be cool. I'll learn the, the ways of the... Uh, you know, what multiplayer brings to the experience. Yeah, it gets a lot of fun. So, And Aridin plays as well, even though he plays on Dax's account. Yes, So Daxa does. right now has I a lot of stuff going of on stuff. in uh, Diablo 3, and she also is becoming more and more accomplished at Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, I'm getting really good. Yeah. Aridin's mom. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, funny. He's like, well, I had to play hers because I have Reapers of Souls on her account, and when I go to the Hearthstone, it gives me a bonus pack for having it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. And that little punk got a legendary, like, yeah. on his first pack. I'm I like, know. seriously? <laughs> Like, I have yet to see... I, I think I've had a Legendary once in my deck, and that was because I was in Arena mode, and it happened to give me the option of having a Legendary card. And what card was it? Nat frickin' Pagel. <laughs> I got a Legendary Fisherman. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute my own. Yeah. I take your cards. So I've been doing a Fable, though. So yeah. While, while they're playing on my account, while he's playing mm-hmm. on my account, I've been... Messing around in Fable, and I forgot. The first Fable is, I mean, as much as I love <laughs> so Fable, and I love me some Fable, it is tedious, the first one. So I go out, and, I, and Dax is comment to me after she got done playing. She's like, you have to, like, do everything again. It's like... <laughs> What did you expect you were getting into when you bought this? She's like, I know, but I have to do it all again. <laughs> um, uh, from yes. from the IRC, uh, who the man whose shirt I am wearing, um, Boba Fetish, says Vader instructs no disintegrations. That's true. We're talking about the disintegration That's beam. That's true. Uh, he only instructed Boba Fetish about that. That's Boba right. Fett. Boba Fett. Yes, he's his slang. I want them alive. No <laughs> disintegrations. Yeah, uh, that, that was actually on. I think it was major spoilers again. I was listening, and they were talking about why, or maybe we were talking about um, why. Oh Bo- yeah, we Bo- talked Bo- about that last week. Yeah, he, he was the one that had to be warned yeah. by Vader specifically, yeah. taken to task. I do not melt the people. You, yeah, no, no, don't don't kick so. don't kick the baby. Kick the baby. So, but 
I know you played it for a decent while last night. So. I did, but God, I feel like I haven't gotten anywhere. You know, because you start off as a newbie hero. Everyone's freaking making fun of you. <laughs> I mean, you go and you save a town, and then they call you like chicken killer or something. I forget what the exact right. term is, but you're a chicken murderer or chicken because you killed the bees yeah. that were swarming over a town. I should have left the damn bees if they didn't <laughs> make fun of me. <laughs> That's basically what I was thinking. It, takes, it took a while in the first game oh, to get to a point God. where you could really be a bastard to people. Like the second game I loved because you just instantly yeah. could start just wreaking havoc and people were like, oh my God, and they'd shy away and they'd treat you with respect. Yeah, no, here they, they no laugh respect. at your ass. Yeah, you're like it's a so kid funny. too, the whole game. Yeah, well, no, because now Eventually, you're, more, you're but, a kid for the like yeah. the first five minutes, but I'm more of like a 20-year-old okay. now and I'm a dude. If right. I want to choose no to be gender. a dude, yeah. that's fine, but I'm just a dude. There is no choice. You're a dude. Mm, right. Bugs me. They, they lack the code for, yeah. for boobies. That just shows how much better it got. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. in the next it's the first couple one, of games. So. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm still trying to trudge through that, which is going to take me longer than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> this too shall pass. I know. <laughs> um, so uh, from Kotaku.com on the, yeah. on the spreadsheet. Danger to the wallets of parents everywhere. everywhere. Mm. As if Disney Infinity was not bad enough. Money printing machine, collectible figurines... Children meets, crack cocaine. ...meets video gameplay. And a surprise to no really one. video gameplay, but it meets world building yes, video world, gameplay, world uh-huh. which is already another crack The complexity as well. of Disney Infinity... I mean, we, in our play, we've barely scratched the surface of yeah. Because um, Nemesis just loves... The Incredibles characters. We rarely mm-hmm. move beyond them. And I'm just trying to teach him about the, the play sets. We yeah. take, them, take them to the different worlds. Right. So right now it's all Disney properties. Um, up to and including you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. um, Monsters Incorporated, all the Pixar type stuff. Yeah. Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Toy Story. All Toy, that. Toy Story left, yeah. right, and center. Um, now, shocker, shocker. They're going to be leveraging the Marvel properties. Mm-hmm. Starting this fall, Disney Infinity Marvel superheroes coming to Disney Infinity. And the you were playing the promotional video earlier. Where <laughs> one of the big things they were saying is not only is it the characters, mm-hmm. we've taken the play sets, which are yeah. the worlds. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. whole thing about Disney Infinity is you have these multimodal things you do. You have the power platform. You can put one or two characters on there. And then there's this third spot for all kinds of different things you can put there. Mm-hmm. You can bring vehicles into the game, items, uh, you can change settings, but the big thing is you can put a playset on yeah. there, which takes the characters and puts them basically in a different video game. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're showing them the biggest playset from the original game, which was Metro City, mm-hmm. yeah. which was the, the city from The Incredibles, which is, is expansive, which is one that Nemesis loves playing in the most. So here's that. And now here's... Uh, Manhattan from the Marvel world, and it's, for openers, is four times bigger than that. Nice. So not only are we going to give you the characters, we're going to give you a massive, massive. world to, massive, with massive familiar world. settings. Uh, Stark I'm, Tower. I'm, I'm immediately going in there and looking for the shawarma restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Because I know it's going it's to be, gonna in. be yep. in there. You guys like shawarma? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. I want to try it. Um... So the characters looked cute and their powers looked great. I think I mean, the they're, kids they're enjoyed it. They're rendered at Wii U levels yes, of play, sure. of, of graphics. 
um, which are still pretty darn good. Um, you know, say what you will about the Wii U being the least powerful of the current gen. It's still least powerful of a really powerful batch of gaming yeah. rigs. Right. It still has a lot to recommend it. It's It's been disappointing in all manner of other ways. <laughs> yeah, but, that's for sure. Well, I mean, it, it, it hasn't delivered on a lot of the, the wonderful promise, but it doesn't mean it's a bad gaming rig at its base. Right. And you, you can still have a great time playing it, even not even using the stupid party games. Right. Um, in fact, this is, this was a, a complete out of the blue and a bit of a tangent, but it's, it's at least it's gaming. Nemesis out of the blue came to me, and what he was asking for was, "I want Mario Super 64." Yeah, you told us mm. about that last week. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and he's now retro gaming right. his way through all of because they have that Super Mario on 64. The store and you, you go you go into Wii it. mode yeah. in the Wii U, and then you go into the Wii store and you get all the nice. the retro console games. And it was fun to see all the, the game design platformer elements that have tied through all the way through to the modern ones. Because he, he needed no training at all, even though he was switching to the classic controller. Um, and he's, he's devouring his way through it, even as we speak. Very nice. cool. Uh, when I start bringing home Marvel superheroes figurines later this year, I suspect be like, oh my. things may be shifting. But he still has, he has two or three Disney Infinity ones that are still in the package. Wow. That because he's he's so much loved focused on he, that he thinks yeah. it's the Incredibles game and I really need to teach him like there's, there's other people you can here. here yeah yeah um, but this is Marvel right yeah. that might be enough to yeah it's sway. a Hulk and Thor and yeah, yeah. So maybe his his gateway drug into Iron the Marvel Man and, and Douchey Man <laughs> Douchey Man <laughs> well Arch Nemesis has they been is in the middle weird. of a Batman obsession yeah I know she, yeah she was saying that last well, she's week. now she's now moved yes. on into Justice League ah, oh that's nice. not bad. That's not bad Justice at all. Justice League is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's uh, her her cousin who was babysitting for us last night introduced her to Justice League. <laughs> I ran into a picture not very long ago. Speaking of Batman, yeah, <laughs> that I showed Grail and I was like, <laughs> "This is freaking funny." So it's Batman and Superman. They're staring at each other because you know the best, all the best things are Batman and Superman hating each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, Batman's like, "I made a list of." All the reasons why I'm better than you, and he's showing it to no. Superman, it and just on says, it it says he goes, it just says I'm the Batman. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, that is the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love. Well, that. it's like that shirt, you know. Oh, you know, if, what is it no. like? If you always want to, if you if you have if you have a yeah, you know, be yourself unless, unless you, you can, can be, be Batman. Batman, then be Batman. Then always, always be, be Batman. Batman. Yeah. Right. So. They have the the same for girls for Wonder yeah. Woman. All right. So, so coming to destroy your wallet later this year, parents, Disney Infinity brings you Marvel superheroes. Hey, it might destroy your wallet for yourself, and you yeah. might not have to be a parent. No, I'm totally buying it for my kids. Right, of right. course you are. For those of you Absolutely. listening at home, there were air quotes involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like when I downloaded the demo for the Lego Movie oh, game yeah. on the on the Xbox <laughs> no, the One. Lego games are awesome. It was like. <laughs> This is pretty fun. I don't know if I'd spend like 60 bucks on it, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> Especially because they had all the voice actors from the movie and uh-huh. it was really well done. Go watch the recent How It Should Have Ended oh, for the Lego it. movie. Really? Oh, really? They partnered with a stop motion animation mm. firm oh, and they did it all so in cool. Lego. Nice. And it's freaking hilarious. Oh, that's oh, cool. I'll wow. I'll have to look at it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so into Saturn news. Yeah. World of Darkness is canceled as uh, CCP Atlanta is hit with layoffs. Just as they're having their big meetup in Iceland for. Eve. Yeah, and I remember last year. Or was it last year? A couple years. I know when we were talking to the CCP guys, who of course are the makers of Eve Online. Uh, 
back when we interviewed them at one of the PAXs, they were even like, we we know you guys would like to talk about World of Darkness. We can't talk about it. And it was always something that was there. It was going to be an MMO. It's set in a vastly Vampire the Master Raid, Werewolf the Apocalypse, all of it. Oh, and now it's obviously, they've reiterated it. So now it's like Vampire the Requiem. But nonetheless, it's World of Darkness is their overarching world for all the White Wolf uh, role-playing products. And it always seemed like it would be a really good fit. Uh, MMO is a nice style for yeah. it. Yes. And they just never could get it going. And especially with it being the EVE Online guys, is like, wow, this might be a really different different type one. of game. Because you know? by In far and away, EVE Online is my favorite game I never play. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Because every time I read an article on it, I'm like, oh my, oh my God, God, this sounds so cool. And then I just never get around to like checking it out. Yep. And it's like, oh, whatever. And they have like the best I have no fans. idea what I'm looking at here, but it looks totally I awesome. Know. And they want you to play. Like right. their fans want you to come and they yeah. want you to experience mm-hmm. how great this is. But by now, we're, you're so far behind yeah, that there's just, just no point. Can't do it. So, and it's really sad because I've been noticing um, the last vampire game, which was Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, has been on sale lately oh, for like five. Yeah. Excuse me, five bucks on like Steam or Amazon, uh, which was a great, was game. great game. Well put together. Really captured the ambiance of that uh, setting. Uh, multiple playthroughs, playing as the different clans. Really would have liked to have seen what they would have done with World of Darkness. Yeah. Van Bruja forever. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> Um, yeah i think that game came out when eridan was like four or five right yeah he was young but he's played through it no he's he's played through it now but i remember because he used to when he was like four or five and i would play and he'd watch me play he'd sit on my lap as i was playing it after that he'd make believe that he was giving me potions yeah like if i was really tired and he wanted to play he would like make believe to give me a potion yeah you feel better to make me feel better yeah I mean, it was a good game. Yeah, it was really, really good. It captivated me quite a bit. One of the best haunted house scenes in it ever as well. I mean, freaks you out the Mm -hmm. first time you go through it. And it's like you have to kind of of constantly remind yourself, wait a second, I'm a mother effing vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Ghosts don't scare me. Yeah, but if you're a mother effing human at the controls. Yeah, exactly. That's, right, yeah. That's the problem. It definitely scared me. So. Well, also from Polygon.com yeah. and related to CCP News, since it's been their whole Eve festival, mm-hmm. um, Eve Online Ditch's expansion model will now update, will offer 10 updates per year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is interesting. This is similar to a change in attitude that Microsoft has had with the mm-hmm. Xbox One. Instead of their you know annual big roll-ups, they're putting little stuff out in short bursts, mm-hmm. and it seems to be generally be- uh, better received by the public. Instead of wa- waiting for this one fix or this right. one big new feature change to the dashboard, it's like here's one cool thing, and we'll be back in two weeks with another cool thing. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, now I'm playing with this thing right now, and I have something to look forward to. Um, Eve Online from Polygon here has uh, long offered two large expansions per year, free of charge for players. This has kept the game, its visuals fresh and evolving in response to player demand and interaction. And this will lead to, it will now be 10 updates to the game per year rather than the two big ones. Smaller changes, but more uh, frequent uh, releases in the development cycle. So, and from their official statement, it's going to change everything. Change it all. Well, not really. Allow us to respond Change everything. Ten times a year. Right. (laughs) It's going to allow us to actually take more risk in a good way. Uh, We don't have to... (laughs) 
Well, basically, uh, that makes sense. We're going to try something more aggressive right. and risky because we know we can undo it I'm totally in just a couple of weeks if we have to. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, because if you only got two, no, shot, it is. two shots yeah. per year to make changes, you're going to be cautious about that. Well, and it also, like they, I think they go on to say in that article that it also prevented them, like if something wasn't ready for change number one, they had to wait a long time to get it in then the next time. Whereas this case, they could just say, well, we'll just Not quite ready, extend but it, it to soon. the next one. And that's only going to be, you know, a month or two away at the most versus possibly like six months away. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a good change. And like you said, with Microsoft, I know they made mention that their next patch is going to address voice capture. Like they they think they've got it to where it can capture your voice even better. So the snap-on features, my Xbox might not laugh at me when I try to turn it off with my voice any longer. Um, it's my favorite part of the day, let me tell you. <laughs> I'll be sitting in the kitchen and I'll hear Adam, Xbox on. And I'll be like... <laughs> Xbox on. <laughs> Over here trying to stifle my laughter. <laughs> I always like I got the on and I got Xbox turn off now where it works relatively really well. The problem is when you say Xbox turns off, it then says, Are you sure you want to turn this mm-hmm. off? And yes or no. And I go, Yes. Yes. <laughs> Please turn off. I, the last time I went on my knees, I'm like, this is what you look like. Please, Please turn off. <laughs> The AI is clearly trolling you. Yeah, <laughs> I much. totally heard what he said. Pretty uh, it's the funniest much. thing ever. Makes my day. <laughs> but I had a lovely experience today where I was uh, checking out something. I was actually had was playing uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, which I picked up on the cheap because it has an incredibly great co-op mode for online play, and uh, had Galaxy Quest running on a snap mm-hmm. next to it. Because it was on Comedy Central. Because you can't not not watch Galaxy Quest yeah. if it's yeah. on. It was, it was legally required to, yeah. to stop and. It's one of those things where it's like, ah, this is this is next generation gaming right here. Thar's <laughs> hammer. This yeah. game is bitching. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a <Yeah>. sequence. <laughs> Saying the uh, shift I can't, love uh, Alan Rickman's delivery. In yeah. What a saving. What a saving. <laughs> and the fact that they, they keep him essentially in costume the, the right time. time. Whenever right. you see him. Never, yeah. He never loses the prosthetic completely. Yep. Oh, good so, stuff. Good uh, stuff. Uh, what was the last I think it was uh, something about... The a, Sony Online Entertainment. Sony, oh, yeah. Yes. Switching uh, their model to a single... Yeah, all access sub, uh, subscription, mm-hmm. which for our interest, as we've proclaimed many, many times, is going to also include EverQuest. Landmark EverQuest. and Next uh, for EverQuest. So, but it does give you access. I think now they've put like Planetside One now as a free download. Freebie. Planetside uh, One's been a freebie, and Planetside Two will be part of this. Yeah, Planetside Two is part of it. Um, EverQuest, EverQuest Two are both part of it as well. But you consider. This is the same 15 bucks a month you're used to paying for a single MMO. For a single mm-hmm. game. For those that still charge. And you get all these games. Because this is the same Sony. You know, Free Realms went away recently, which was right. their big free-to-play, which and was for many years was a good cash yeah. cow for them. They're obviously trying a very different approach of, yeah, but just give us $15 a month, as many millions of you as we can, and whatever games we put out, come on in. Yeah. It'd be very interesting to see if this intrudes into the PS4 in any way. Hmm. That would be a hell of well, an add-on. One of their other games that they mentioned on there, which is a game I've never played but always wanted to check out, was DC Online. Oh, and they did right. say it is yeah. going to affect 
your PS3 version of it. However, if you want to, there's something with the account. Like you have to create a new character, basically. If you right, there go was on some, some annoyance there yeah. with people who you know you you have to walk away from your established account. Right. And any perks and things and things that were affiliated with that account are, are there. Yeah. And or you basically, they basically said. The, there's programming limitations right. and platforms that are separate from each other right now that we just can't overcome for you know money yep. we are willing to spend on this. So yeah, it has pissed some gamers off, but it's a matter of well, this uh, yeah. we, we, we didn't plan for this when we designed that other system. You know, in the future, this will not happen because we know where we're headed with this. Um, deal with it. Yeah. Still though, for fifteen bucks, you get EverQuest, EverQuest Two, the DC Universe, Planet Side, the Saga of you know Vanguard, basically. Um, and then you get next EverQuest next and Landmark. Right. I mean, that Which is, is a like, lot Which is like, I'm already things. was already planning on. I'm spending next. 15 bucks for next. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like bonus. Yeah. Hey. That's pretty much. That's pretty much it. They're yeah. getting the same money. Right. But they're gonna get a lot of loyalty out of it. Yeah. Think, for no that doubt. Same money. Well, and they might get people to start playing some of these other games. Just well, go, if you got the hey, option, I already got it. I might as well check it out. You burned out on what you're playing. It's like, well, hey, I've always kind of wanted to try Planet Side. Yeah. Yeah. Or I could be like. I want to know what my EverQuest character is doing. If oh he's still on this year. And I'll go in and then I see a gnome fly by in a helicopter. And, and I'm you're like, like, I'm out of here. here. What the hell is I'm this? I'm out of here. I know I went. I, I was so out. Uh, when I was cleaning the office, I ran into my EverQuest um, trade skill craft binder. Oh Remember God. when you had to keep those? Because I never did crafting an EQ. Oh, my God. It is literally, it's a five inch binder. Yeah. And I didn't, it's I didn't completely start until, wow. stuffed. Yeah. Well, I had to because of that shawl quest. You have to have the, all yes, of the maps. Yes, the, the trial of boredom. I was yes. there for yours. Yes. No, the trial of boredom was, was shaman epic. Shaman epic. Okay. Yeah. Well, we we were sitting under the ocean doing nothing. That for was very the long shaman time. epic. That yeah. Was the shaman. That was you roped the shaman me into that. Yeah. Yeah. I roped a lot of people into that. <laughs> and our friend's gnome drowning. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awesome. Usually, <laughs> people get eaten by sharks. On any breath. That was a great. On any breath. On any breath. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like, people would just walk away from their computer because yeah. it was like this takes so long. Yeah. Oh. Test of patience. Yeah. God. But serious. I mean, wow. That we we were serious no, no, about EQ. that game. Well, yes, EQ. <laughs> we were serious about that Seriously, game. Seriously, I mean, in terms of where gaming's gone, like, what game in their right mind right now would put a quest like that in it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody. spawns nobody like an hour. Nobody. You have to be there, yeah. sitting there with Just a group underwater. Sit. You have to have enough, what was it, fish scales in order to cast yeah. the breath? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. There was, there was, oh, there was no God. easiness in that game. Nope. Loved yes. it. It was a different time. Different yeah. time. Yeah. Oi, Aponze. Yeah. All right. We're going to go into a break. When we return, we'll be doing researched chaos, talking about all the nerdy goodness brought to us by our research team from the forums. We shall return after this. We have some uh, Molly Lewis from uh, last year's Woodstock uh, in anticipation of this year's Woodstock, which is on the horizon. But between here and there, we've got the joy that is Phoenix Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I sent in our, I told you I sent in our list of five people, our five dream people we'd love to uh, interview. We'll see if we get a hit on any of them. All right, we'll be back right after this. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Not Greek, just geek. 
back of all the great beards that go back through history, like Will Wheaton and Jesus and Gandalf. A hairy, happy family on a fibrous family tree. The only rhyme with Gandalf was Van Gogh, also bearded. All we are saying is, give beards a chance. You know, I bet all hair wishes it could be in a beard. Am I right, ladies? You know... I think about it. <laughs> Ding. You know, pubic hair is nothing but a beard inside your pants. I thought that was going to make it weird. Guys, let's sing about it. Beards, they're like an apron on your neck. in every season beards they're there to make sure that your collarbones get shade a fuzzy fringe just for your chin it's the year of the beards i hope you don't find it weird i prefer my jawbones unsheared but i myself cannot grow a beard just as i had feared but some faces are just engineered for beards And you may find yourself endeared towards beards So I recommend that you get nearer to beards And sincerely cheer for beards The year of the beards! Beards, they're like a lion's mane on your face Because they're beards They're like a horcrux for your manhood Beards, they're the bouncer for the party in your mouth don't let the hipsters make you cynical. Be your beard short or downright rabbinical. You're welcome. You should show everyone you know it's the year of the beard. Hi, this is Scott Johnson, artist of Extra Life at MyExtraLife.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Researched Chaos. Casually Harker continues live on Alpha Geek Radio. Research chaos and nerds with opinions all together now. Uh, we've got one big set of bed music set up here. So if we hit a topic at any point you're interested in calling in on, the phones are now open. I'm on GnomeWise on Skype. Uh, and bring the topics you want to talk about to the table as well. What's been going on in your nerd life this past couple of weeks? We want to hear about it. Film at 11. Or something uh-huh. like that. Uh, we have contributors on the research thread this week. The Barry Von Awesome, who titled the thread, which was Happy Life Day Edition. What I did there. Did you see it? Yes, that thing that George would like to uh, pretend never existed. The Star Wars Christmas special where the Wookiees celebrate Life Day. Life Day. There are still... Bad VHS copies that have been ripped to YouTube copies out there floating around. If you are a Star Wars completionist, what better day than May the 4th to go and complete your viewing history by watching the Life Day special? I disclaim all responsibility for what may happen to your brain from watching that horrifying piece of tripe. Hmm. But enjoy. 
Have you? Do you remember seeing the Star Wars Christmas special when nope. you were young? You, yeah, you remember it. I remember it. I mean, I remember it bits it? and nope. pieces. I don't remember. I remember it. being horrified. I was young. Bad. I was so young. Yeah. I didn't care. I mean, I the remember more, the only thing, more Star Wars. The more only Star thing Wars, I was annoyed about. I remember watching it was like, why, why is it just C three PO and R two D two? Who gives a damn about these two? And yeah. then like Boba Fett, I know was on. Then he have like a little bit thing he did. Boba it, had a little bit dancing and, apparently. Yeah, it was just really. There was singing. It wasn't what I was looking for. I remember, but I don't remember it being like as bad as like if I watch it now, I'd probably be like, "Oh dear God." You yes. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, so seventies and yeah. so badly produced TV, and you just look at it. What in the hell were they thinking? I've been thinking that you know the network gave us a big check. Right. <laughs> what it was. They didn't realize yet that we totally don't need you. Right, because <laughs> yeah, the, the you know the revenue from the toys had not quite quite hit there in. yet. Yeah, so my my favorite uh, toy mock-up. Have you seen the uh, in the classic Kenner box style, mm-hmm. the destroyed Alderaan playset? Oh yes, no, it's just a bunch of Legos. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's a pile of volcanic rocks. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That and the Force action figure. <laughs> It's just an empty container. <laughs> it's labeled the Force. The Force. Oh, that's great. It's awesome. All right. Speaking of uh, May yes. the Fourth, Star Wars Day. Yes. The Star Wars Episode Seven cast, the mm-hmm. initial cast list, has been released to the public. Yeah. Along with photos of the initial read through of the script. Um, my favorite in there is is we got freaking Ming the Merciless. Yeah. Uh, right. In here. Um. Max von Sydow. Yeah. Uh, who, for me, I mean, the first time I really noticed him actually was in the De Laurentiis Dune movie as oh, yeah. uh, the judge of the change. Right, right. Um, but him as Ming. Oh, yeah. In the unintentionally hilarious uh, Flash Gordon movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading on one, on one of the Gawker sites this week. I was reading the history of you know, how that became as bad as it was because they, they originally went at it and they were trying to ride Star Wars's coattails really and but it was a matter of it, there was an Italian crew working with an English speaking crew uh. and the translations were done horribly <laughs> so bad but it was, yeah it was, it, was awesome. it, it was a freaking perfect storm <laughs> of awfulness but we got like an awesome Queen song out of it oh, I the, know the Queen, that's, that's, yeah. that's one of the best yeah. bits of it um Oh, but yeah, so save every one of us. It's for every one of us. <laughs> oh, oh Freddie, we miss you so. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, actually, for me, uh, I, obviously Maxwell Sadao has been in many, many. We things. hope he's going to be a villainous character. That would work good because my favorite role is Needful Things when he played oh, the devil. God, yes, ah. he played that so well. He was. He's. He, I think the the devil from. Constantine is my fave. Oh, that was pretty oh, good too. Oh yeah, but he's a close second. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that um, was. Good. I mean, oh, there's been a lot of really good. Pacino's Devil was Pac- really Pacino's good. Devil Pacino's was Devil was good. Uh, he consumed the entire yeah. set chewing on the scenery. That, in that was movie. good. De Niro and Angel Heart was a great yeah. Devil. I don't, have, I don't have as clear a memory of that one. Oh, that was a really it. good, it's good, good, good movie. Yeah. I just remember um, the guy eating the just eggs. Just because with the, with the nails. 
Yeah, the main thing for Angel Heart was just yeah when he eats the egg, mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. The, also because you know we talk about Hollywood endings like that one, the devil wins. Yeah, yes. that's not as as often seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so outside of that though, they went with a relatively unknown cast, which is not unlike the original Star Wars. in the well, tradition. Yeah, um, other than Andy. Andy Circus, but Andy Circus. We assume he's going to be mocap. Right, he's probably just going to be emotional, unless yeah. they actually let him be on screen with his like face. Yeah, <laughs> which right? has happened. It has known yeah, to happen. It, well, he, was, he was the second was... unit director for The Hobbit. Oh, really? For the parts two and three. Oh, that's cool. So he's been trying his hand at directing as well. There's, nice. there's the great behind the scenes videos that they release for the Peter Jackson productions. Is right. a great one. What I loved watching was they had the early ones where he was sitting down with Peter Jackson talking about him moving into directing. And the transformation of him in later episodes where he is weary and unshaven yeah. and starting to look like Peter, Peter Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> in those videos. Right, but right. Clearly, this is taking a toll on <laughs> Right. <laughs> He is working your mocapped ass off. No, it's um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see where Andy Circus winds up if he's if he's yeah. playing a character or, or mocapping a character. And you got to figure they already have Harrison Ford, um, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill on uh, there to reprise their roles. Hamill uh, uh, on there, so they do have that, I guess, star power. Well, they've got Peter um, Mayhew to go into the fursuit, suit, and they've got yeah. Kenny Baker to sit in the droid for God knows what reason because robotics have moved on to the point where you don't need a a small person in there no wiggling it back and forth and Anthony Daniels doing the voice for C-3PO he's doing the body too I mean he still fits into the really he's he's, he's the skinny skinny guy that's why he got the role originally he wasn't going to be the voice originally oh wow they the take on C three P was going to be more of like a used car salesman kind of a guy. Really, and they were going to dub the voice in later. Huh. And they mm-hmm. liked Anthony Daniels' very British. Yeah. Um, upper crust take yeah, on it. Prissy little robot. And that's not. They were going to do the overdub like they did with uh, Darth Vader. Okay. And instead, they had Anthony Daniels come and do the audio because they liked him better. Yeah. It fit well. Yeah. And I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. Him any other way. I can't mm-hmm. imagine a used car salesman. Hey, how you doing, man? Like right. no, no. C three PO? No. 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 It's all. About I mean, he's a protocol droid. Yeah, they tried that with the droid? little flying wing dude in Episode One. Oh and yeah. I was like, that was wow, horrible. this is really stupid. No, George doesn't dispose of any ideas. No, yeah, him. exactly. He just brings them out somewhere else. Yippee. But anyway. But nonetheless, um, a lot of people you've not necessarily heard a lot of, other than Max, who has a long I'm, history in the industry. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually out of the, you know, quote-unquote unknowns. Uh, Oscar Isaac oh, is good. the one who I've seen yeah. the most. And every time I've seen him, I've always gone, I really like that guy. Yeah. So I'm excited for him. Uh, most recently, he had a small role in Born Supremacy. Yeah. Which he was really, but that's what, it was a good, you know, his screen time he made really good use of. So I'm excited to see what they do with him. Uh but that girl is, uh, like, she's only been in one other thing. Yeah. But she has a very striking face. Yep. Like, it's a very original, striking... I don't Too know, young she, to be Mara Jade, unfortunately. No. no. Probably not that, but a ch- maybe... A child of maybe the a child. solos. Uh, yeah. yeah, a child of the solos. The EU stuff is out. You know, we don't necessarily have... We don't Jane. know we what's going to be right. there. Exactly. Could be a take on Jaina. We don't know. Jason and Jaina. No Jason, idea. Jason was the one who went all bad, right? Yes. Yes. As far as I know. I don't know. So we have the twins. And my expanded universe knowledge is, is basically... Well, Zahn. Zahn. Yeah. If Zahn didn't write it, I probably don't know about it, other than, like, I heard Chewbacca died. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now he has nothing. And I went, aw. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody dies. Aw, but not Chewie. Every Wookiee dies. Chewie's been around since I know. episode three. He is old. They, they should. They, they were actually putting the gray in his fur in, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Because he's not a he's not a young Wookiee anymore. Kashyyyk anymore. Um, I know. So sad. Um, but you look at the cast read through. Um, oh, what's his face uh, from Harry Potter? Bill yeah. Weasley. Yes. Yeah, the guy who played Bill Weasley. Yep. He's going to be in it. But also, the existing cast have been hitting the gym. Oh. <laughs> They're looking good. Have they? Oh, yeah. Mark Hamill in particular is looking cut. Really? Mm, yep. Interesting. Um, so they, 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 interesting. part of their contract has probably been, okay, we will send you a personal trainer, dietitian, we're going to make you look as good as we possibly can. Yeah, because Mark's been like, I've been a voice actor now for a right. long, long time. time. And you, <laughs> look, you look at pictures of him from right before they start talking about episode seven. Uh, and you look at him at the photos of when, when they, people were spotting him in London yeah. right prior to this. And slimmed down in the neck. Nice. He, he looks you know, really damn good. Good. And joining us uh, via the miracle of Skype for the second time, since I didn't react quickly enough last time. Uh-huh. Uh, we have the one and only Boba Fetish. What's going on? Hey, guys. How are you? Hi. Good. Are you in a well? <laughs> yeah, do I sound that quiet? I, something's gone wrong with my Skype settings. You sound you sound, you sound sound fine. You just don't sound your normal, robust, and yes. manly self. It's a little um, tingy. But what is your take on, I mean, what in particular encouraged you to call this week? What would you like to speak of? The, the whole fact that you were talking about the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, bring oh, it on! Yeah. As one of the few people that actually have a copy of that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Is this like a copy you made yourself or one you acquired later? Um, I originally had it on VHS. Hmm. And then I acquired it later, shall okay. we say. You got a better a better quality copy later. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're all total crap. Um because they're, they're all VHS copies of VHS copies of VHS copies off of television right. from back exactly. in the day when almost nobody had a VHS. And then I got that copy. And um, how well does it hold up uh, through the years? It never held up. <laughs> <laughs> and this comes from me. Come yeah, on. I'm, I'm, I'm say, a Star Wars fan. And it never wait, whoa, held wait up. A minute, you're a fan of Star the Wars? The only reason I like it is because it is technically the first appearance of Boba Fett. Yep. Yep. That's we first got our eyes on that old Mandalorian armor. Yep. After it had been adapted from being uh, super stormtroopers, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. The, the original reason they called for that design that there was going to be a squad of high-end... Uh, special ops stormtroopers stationed at Cloud City, and they were all going to be Bobas. And then they rewrote the script and said, "No, nah, we'll just put stormtroopers there." But this armor is really cool. Let's uh, give it to the bounty hunter. Let the Wookiee win. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty much. And uh, even if you read the extended universe, uh, there is actually a set of troopers that eventually became um, uh, Mandalorian warriors, which were the first generation of stormtroopers that actually failed to go through the process. Yeah. But they were super elite. Which was they the whole idea. They just had a couple of mental issues. Yeah, well, it's a matter of, you know, how do you have a super elite force 
uh, within a, an army of complete identical clones, none of which is different from any others in any way. Right. Exactly. Other than their experiences. Right. You you mess with their heads and give them a little more free will, and which can be a dangerous thing. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at you, Boba. Not not you, Boba. <laughs> Fetish, Boba, the character. <laughs> Isn't that right, Boba? 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 <laughs> uh, any reactions to the cast announcement, or pretty much as expected? As expected, um, the only one that I'm disappointed in is no announcement for Billy D. Williams. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people Lando. brought that up. So no, no, Lando. At least, yeah. at least mention him. I hope. Lando nope, was just on Dancing with the Stars, and he had some health issues. He had to quit. Mm. Oh. So I don't know if he would be able to. I mean, I was do listening. I was listening to Show X live on Versus the World Radio uh, on my <laughs> way over here, and um, Doc Dead is attending StarCon, which is Star Wars convention in his hometown this weekend, and he had just seen Billy D. Williams yesterday. Yeah. And was saying he seemed. Uh, okay. In, seemed okay in good health and huh. and very gracious and you know not not like my experience with Walter Koenig at uh, Phoenix Comic Con last year. It's like my God, get this man a defibrillator. Yeah. <laughs> he Fun. literally looked like he was having trouble keeping his head up. Um, everyone gets old. Our, our time yeah. will come. Um, but. Well, I mean, you don't you don't have to be in massively good health to appear in a film. Sure. I mean, no. Depending uh, on how they intend to use you. Right. Yes. I mean, you look at uh, Empire Strikes Back and uh, Obi-Wan, who was actor, uh, Sir... Alec Guinness. Sir Alec Guinness was, was in not good health at all right. during that shooting. Now, he was also playing a, a force projection, um, yeah. so he didn't, you know, have... But he also, <laughs> but he was, right. he was an important story mm-hmm. element in yeah. You will go to the Dagobah system. Right. Mm-hmm. Learn how to say Dagobah, will you? Um, so yeah, they could get him in there. Just just don't like do a CGI right. version of him, George. Oh, good thing. George isn't involved anymore. George yeah. is not involved. Well, George also, is not here. He's also a very big guy. You can just too. put any actor in and just lens flare his face out. <laughs> <laughs> you, that, that's the future. Thank you, J.J. Yeah. Nice. No, but I mean, for a series that has come under criticism in the past for not having much racial diversity in their human characters. You think they would have thought about that? No, actually, I mean, I was going to say their lead announcement for actor is uh, uh, African-American. Yep. So credit on them to hopefully bring in a little more diversity. Now, granted, he's the only one out of all these people announced. <laughs> Last time it took him two and a half, uh, one and a half movies to get one in there. Right. But I would hope that, you know, the future does hold a little more Well, so diversity. of course, the internet loses its crap over the fact that there's not enough women in this announcement. Fine, you've covered the races. Now we need to argue about the genders. Uh, again, I that one I'm more yeah. curious how they're portrayed. Now there is only one woman in this announcement. That's outside definitely of true. The expected Carrie Fisher. Of, outside outside of her. Carrie Fisher. But if she's one of the main characters and if she's mm-hmm. a strong character, that may be enough to dissuade people from uh, you know poo pooing on it too much. I mean, yeah, no, people are already poo pooing on it. Well, yeah, it's the internet. Yeah, there's no pleasing Everybody. everyone until there is no pleasing and I'm not, it's you. not something worth getting into a tizzy over until we've seen the product. Exactly. Right. Well, I mean, look at the, but, uh, the there, original. Well, we had Princess Leia Organa, mm-hmm. Mon, Mon Mothra. Mothra. <laughs> Mon yeah. Mothra? Did you Mothra? say? Mothra? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What that 
So two little Chinese girls, you know, or Japanese girls summon her. It's great. Oh, um, yeah. You had the, the, uh, the oh, yeah. um, what's her face? She was in a main character, the dancer. Oh, the oh, one the that twilight, got yeah. falls into the yeah. pit with the raincore. Yeah, that's with the speaking line and, and 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 begging in a foreign language uh, for for, for right. Java to spare me? her is, yeah. doesn't count. Well, um, speaking line. So <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, funny enough, though, there was a lot of criticism, I and mean, since it's a J.J. Abrams movie, there's a lot of criticism on, uh, oh, God, the last Star Trek. Uh, I can't remember. Into Darkness. Into, Into Darkness. Darkness. God, it totally escaped me. The, there was no strong female characters in that either. What? Oh, yeah. Huge amounts where... It, Uhura wasn't Uhura a strong female? Uhura only, you know, saved the day. I know. I was like, Uhura wasn't a strong female. She went up against she, the Klingons She was. Yeah, she, she faced down the Klingons, yeah. and then she also beamed down and bitch-slapped Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least... Stunned got, him enough. Or got, yeah. Faced him enough times enough that, that, to, that yeah, our favorite Vulcan could... Yeah. No, there's a lot that she was... Uh, not the strongest character, and then the doctor was total eye candy fluff. Kyle Urban? No, the blue, the blonde. Oh, that they the put blonde. Doctor, yeah, yeah, she was. A she little. wasn't so good. Yeah, well, the whole the, gr- the gratuitous scene yeah. Yeah. that didn't belong yeah. there. Yes, it was enjoyable to watch it, but it advanced the story. Yeah. Other yeah. than laying the seeds of his interest in her and and his he, interest in anybody, he he I he's mean, a horn dog. Yeah. But, this, but this is Carol Marcus, right? Mm-hmm. In the other universe, the the mother of his son. Mm-hmm. So the implication is there there is a definite spark between right. these yeah. two that that is more than the average green Orion slave girl. <laughs> <sighs> Nothing wrong with that, ladies. <laughs> or the, or the, the two cat girls they had him with in yes. this most recent episode. It's true. <laughs> but anyway. Okay. Wow. So yeah. So that's. But I mean, we'll see. That was I'm not point. gonna. Judge it obviously yeah. until the the. Film and this comes is just out. the the core cast. Right. We have no idea about secondary right. characters or what else we're going to face here. I'm just glad that it's moving forward. And there um, isn't one where you're like, oh my god, they cast that person. What could they possibly bring? Baggage some, is what they could bring. Well, but in some movies, you know, you look at them and you look at the the cast before the movie even. Is. And sometimes you go, oh yeah. Yeah, and but sometimes then you sometimes go, you go, why huh? would they ever? That is just going to ruin that movie. Right. You know, I mean, Affleck, that was one. Everybody See, I'm was, not, everybody's bad. I'm not down on it. I don't care personally, but what I'm saying is these people don't bring very strong feelings one way or the other. I think it was probably very yeah. deliberately done. You know yeah, what I mean? well, yeah, obviously, because yeah. they're so unknown and pretty much the only consensus outside of what we just talked about of people saying you know there's not enough this or that in there is that everybody loves max von sindow mm-hmm. or sidow yep uh and that's good yeah so and everybody else is unknown so there's not much you can't have much feelings on exactly. these exactly well, I've, I've caught myself going back and, and you know, reevaluating the the prequels and when by the <laughs> time we got to revenge of the sith yeah hayden christensen in long hair mode he was okay. He was okay, yeah. but also totally believable as Mark Hamill's father, physically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, physically, for sure. Because yes. when we meet Mark Hamill at New Hope, he is the long-haired, right. mm-hmm. young farm boy. And yeah, I could totally believe that that guy is his dad. And the, the, yep. Because they look about you know similar enough around the same age. That's like, yeah, okay, okay. That... Makeup and casting and you know and hairstyle decision 
was not actually an accident. They were saying, here's the lead in to the eventual character that you all have already met in this case. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was lost on me before. I hadn't really thought that through. You know, if you had the same episode three and had two really strong movies before it, it would have been perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith. It had so much baggage from those first right. two movies going into it. True. But overall, the movie itself was I enjoyed good. Revenge of the Sith the, the most of oh, the yeah. three. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Absolutely. Easily. Um, because it had, you know... It had the payoff, finally, yeah. for a lot of the things. The payoff, it was just some, something you've been waiting for since first reading just the summary yeah. of why Darth Vader's in the suit. Right. Right. The lightsaber duel on the volcanic planet. Yeah. Right. And, and one of the other things that really I think they're trying to go for, I'm not 100% positive, but originally Star Wars Episode Four was a bunch of unknown actors. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Nobody to heard of these people. The only reason Harrison Ford got cast because he was known was because he knew Steven Spielberg. Right. Yeah. And Spielberg he was, and a, he was an American was graffiti. Unknown graffiti. Yeah. Movie. No, oh, he, yeah. he worked well with with George already. Yep. So, yeah. and he was he was not the first choice. Nope. For Han Solo, Tom Selleck was who they wanted, and they fell back to Harrison Ford when Selleck was not available. Right. So. Oops. It worked out well for. Oh yeah. For, Thank for, God. For Ford. So, uh, joining us on the call is the happy birthday re- uh, recently belated uh, boy, <laughs> the Barry Von Awesome. Uh, what's going on? Oh, I'm just enjoying all of the Star Wars talk. I love, I love Star Wars. You, yeah, Star Wars <laughs> fan, really? I know. It seems so odd. It's hard to <laughs> wrap your head around. So, yeah. what, what's your knee-jerk reaction to you know the the very <coughs> early dribs and drabs of information on Episode Seven we're getting? Um, I'm liking it. Uh, it it's seeming pretty good. I just read something. Online today, too, film-related. Oh, they're, they're like three weeks away from finishing filming the World of Warcraft movie. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, the Warcraft movie. The Warcraft movie, yeah. Get it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the Warcraft movie. Well, I mean, but it's like, principal they haven't leaked anything from that. They've been, like, tight. They've, they've, le- they've, they've let out one photo. Yeah. Of a, a shot from behind of Zoe Bowie in front of a bunch of monitors. And you right. can kind of sort of make out a throne room-ish uh, scene in the background. I, I refuse to call him Duncan Jones because Zoe Bowie is so much more fun to say. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That's all we've seen. I don't know if that's. I mean, did they wait a little too long on this one? I think they waited way too long because because yeah. the peak interest in World of Warcraft has long since passed. Yeah. As far as its presence in the social consciousness yeah. of the whole. This country. should have been coming out relatively close to when that South Park episode aired. Oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah. But yeah, this this seemed, I mean, we'll see. It could be uh, something that revives interest in Warcraft if it's well done. <laughs> possible. Um, Seems yeah. unlikely, but possible. No. Well, we yeah, have a well, long I mean, history yeah, of things like the Dungeons and Dragons movies to go by. So you look at that and you think... Has there a, only been one? There were two. There were two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a sequel. There was? Yeah. Oh my God! How have I not watched this yet? <laughs> I think I think it was straight to DVD. Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons was one of my favorite worst movies Ever. of all times. <laughs> it's no. one of the few. Um, <laughs> it's crap. one of the few. Where I, mean, I sat through in the name of the king not too long ago. 
That was a freaking uh, Uwe Ball joint. Oh, yeah. What is wrong with you? How oh, can you support yeah. that man? Well, it was on Netflix. Uh, still. Um, the ultimate thing to have on when you don't care is you put on any movie with, uh, oh, the transporter guy. Um, oh, yeah. He's really good. What the uh, hell is his name? Jason? No. Jason Statham. Yeah, Jason Statham. Jason yeah, because yeah. yeah, I mean, basically, he puts out a million movies. They all have the exact same plot, and you can just throw it on and just let it go. Yeah, it was Dungeons and Dragons: Wrath of the Dragon God. Oh, oh wow! Never wow. heard. I never even heard of that. That's uh, crazy. Let's see who was in this one here: Bruce Payne, Mark Diamond, Clemency Burton Hill. A bit long list of people you have Jeremy never heard Jeremy Irons of. in the first Jeremy one? Irons was yeah. the villain in yeah. the first one. Oh yeah. God, help! I know. You know what I picked up a couple years ago that was really weird is they made an animated version of the uh, Dragonlance books. Yes. Oh. That Did was they? awful. Oh, yeah, the an- that's some of the worst animation I've ever seen. Like literally in the middle of the oh. movie, like there's shots where all of a sudden someone's like colored the wrong color. Right. Wow. No, on one this, side, this was Hanna Barbera like, levels of animation. Whoa. Yeah, and it came out like. Uh, sometime in the last four years. Yeah, I remember seeing bits of that saying, oh, I, I didn't want to contaminate my images of hmm. Dragonlance because I have very happy, warm, fuzzy memories of, of Yeah, that's like the classic uh, uh, D&D game translated into a book. So the, the point of this tangent is mm. there's the fear in the back of my mind that Warcraft movie could go down terrible. this road. Yeah, It could be another yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. I feel Blizzard has more love of their own content than TSR or Wizards of the Coast necessarily. Mm-hmm. They, they, they would be more willing to abdicate control to the studio where I think Blizzard feels strong enough in their own knowledge yeah. of how to market their product to say in the contract, we, you, we have, have the final say so yeah, yeah, yeah. and here's how it's going to be. Um, but the thing, the biggest thing it's got going against it is they it, it has been in development hell for too long. Long time, especially the time since they announced it to the next time we heard a damn thing about it. Well, that and I mean, for years and years, folks have been clamoring for Blizzard to just put out a CGI movie because they're just they're, take the team that does the cinematics yeah. and give them machines and time and just go. Yeah, pretty much. Because it would be, I mean, Amazing. if they can maintain that quality throughout a movie. I would pay to see that oh, multiple times, oh, yeah, especially and, and add their their writers, the storytellers. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So you combine their their knack for storytelling with the beautiful cinematics yeah. that they do, and step three, profit. And there's yeah, I mean because I mean how they could release it as a web based series where you pay five bucks to view it, they would make bank. Exactly. Because I mean I sat through Final Fantasy Spirit Within. That was a that's big a good budget, movie. And it was really good. It yeah. was well. The animation on it is spectacular. Un- it's still jaw dropping right now. Yeah, and there was early ap- uh, versions of when they were actually instead of doing animation, they were right. doing simulation. Right. So all the hair in there, yeah. especially the zero G hair, they were showcasing. Look what we can do with our physics models. Oh Check yeah. It. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of Blizzard-based web series, have you seen the two episodes of Azeroth Choppers? I've no. seen it advertised, but I've not. Watched I have them. not watched it quite yet. Yeah, <laughs> it it's literally up. the show uh, American Chopper, right? Uh, where they're building a bike for Blizzard. Wow! But they're building they're building the design for what will eventually be the in-game item. Is all right? Uh, well, they're building two. They're building an right. alliance bike We're and a horde vote. bike, and they're going to let uh, the the people choose, and then one of them, that one that people vote on, will become an in-game. Right. Huh. But 
I just I I don't do the reality TV with contrived fake conflict thing, which is mm-hmm. all American Choppers is. It's just, oh totally. You spend ninety percent of the time dealing with faked inter uh, shop politics yeah. and personality conflicts, and ten percent building the damn bike. Yeah, right. well, I want my MythBusters is... where they just get down to it and start building. Get down crap. to business. Right. I don't this want. Is... Post split though the the father and son have split uh, companies and yeah. so this is just the son's company building this bike. Huh. I can't even begin to illustrate the degree to which I don't care about that. Yeah. Just well, that, there's not as much drama going on, but they're building drama in the fact that they're like, oh, uh, we're where's gonna Wade? have the time we told you, dude. Where's Wade? To... Wade's not uh, here. We need Wade. <laughs> but they, they've set the them names. an impossible uh, time crunch to, to build the bike and. Uh, yeah, I just I cannot drum up. I cannot make myself care. <laughs> no, yeah, that's kind of why. I, I, I give him props for an interesting cross promotion idea. See, when I first looked at it, I was thinking it was something done like with in-game cinematics, and I was like, okay, this might be interesting. Then I saw it was actually like a real the reality. And I'm like, eh, no, I don't care about that. Yeah. Now, I was listening to uh, Scott Johnson over on the Instance talking about this, and he actually watched it. When he saved me from having to watch oh, okay. it. And he, he expressed an opinion that I immediately agreed with, where they, as part of the intro episode, toured Blizzard. Okay. And were talking to some of the devs. Mm-hmm. And basically, just as they started getting really interesting with the dev, they cut back to the shop. It's uh. like, no, go back. Give me a <laughs> show about the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> I will watch the hell out of that. Tell me about all the behind the scenes, all the work that goes into developing and maintaining an MMO. Mm-hmm. I'll watch that way faster than freaking reality TV. I mean, and, and still, that's still reality TV. Still is, yeah. And as, uh, I hope it's all kinds of successful for them. It's just not for me. Yeah, yeah. I do want to. Uh, I was actually online the other day when uh, Aridan opened that pack. <laughs> and got that legendary. I saw it pop. If they're on your friends list, it pops up when someone opens a pack with a legendary in it. And I was like, why is he buying decks <laughs> or yeah. buying cards? I really didn't expect that. No, no. Nope. He's just totally going the, you know, only in-game currency, just like I am. Uh, oh. But I've... The, leg- the legendary he got's not that great. I no. have it. Uh, it's a priest-only card. It, it's all right. I had it in my deck for a little while, and I ditched it. It's not really that worth it. Yeah, I know. It's just more like the fact of, like, really... Second second pack and you're already getting a legendary and I keep getting epics that are like completely worthless. I'm like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> but it's you know slow and steady progress. True. So also, oh, go ahead. There was one other thing. I I got cut off last week because my stupid microphone. There was something I wanted to bring up when we were talking about the expanded Marvel universe tying in between the Avengers and um, Agents of Shield and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. And you were talking about uh, the Netflix series uh, that's going to be coming out with um, <clears throat> Iron Fist and Power, Power, Man, Power Man and all that. Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the Defenders. Yeah. If you really want to get a good view of how they're setting this up for kids, you have to go and watch the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon that's on. There's two seasons of it on Netflix now, and it's a really well-done show. It's essentially uh, a modern-day twist on uh, Spider-Man and Friends. They take Peter Parker and uh, he gets picked up by S.H.I.E.L.D. with his Nick Fury a la like Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, and they say, you can't just run around New York City like an idiot. 
uh, if you're going to be doing this, we're going to train you properly and make you into the ultimate Spider-Man. And so they start giving him technology and stuff. He meets Tony Stark and Tony Stark gives him mm-hmm. like a spy- an Iron Man spider suit, just like the one in the comics. Awesome. And they're like, you're going to uh, team up with these other people and uh, you're going to be the team captain of this junior superhero uh, squad. And so he's um, he's grouped up with Power Man and Iron Fist and Nova and uh white tiger i think they're calling the uh the token girl they threw in the group and agent colson is embedded as their shield agent uh operative that they interact with and so he's the cross colson uh, over to the cartoon universe uh, yeah and it's actually hmm. greg clark that plays agent oh, clark, colson greg, in clark the show Ray does the actual voice acting nice yeah and That's they great. call him agent colson and they embed him as the principal at their high school and then Aww. you know antics ensue it's a good show <laughs> well, <laughs> that's kind of cool awesome. neat well you, yeah speaking of netflix one of the other uh, research items this week is from hulu this is hulu not Hulu Plus. Right. On the Hulu side, they are planning on launching free mobile content and a new iOS app this, this summer. And you're like, wait a second. I already have a Hulu app. No. You have a Hulu Plus app. And you've always had to go to your damn desktop computer to watch any of the Hulu right. content. So this is a major sea change for Hulu where they're hmm. saying, no, regular Hulu stuff is now in limited fashion, also coming to your mobile device. Yeah. Um, so they say, this is from ArsTechnica.com. Currently, Hulu requires a Plus subscription to watch full-length TV and film content on anything other than a desktop web browser, while non-paying app users are limited to a brief video clips until they cough up the $7.99 a month. Um, though the free shows in question have not yet been announced... Hulu used this event to promote next wave of in, internally produced programming, uh, including new seasons of The Awesomes and Deadbeat. Um, so Hulu I've seen Deadbeat advertised. Deadbeat is the, one of their live action ones, right? And The Awesomes is their animated one. Oh, okay. Which is their, you should watch this. Really, it yeah. is their dysfunctional super team. Nice. Um, it's basically the non really all that super powered son of the superpowered leader of the awesomes for uh-huh. decades taking over from dad and he's a total disappointment to his father and and he has severe daddy issues and basically assembling this team of complete idiots and losers around him hmm. and going forth to try and save you know to succeed the original generation of the awesomes with this B and these B and C level superheroes it's basically mystery men um, with more um, bad parenting issues. Yeah. Okay. So, nice. But that's that's they've done done a fair few animated ones. They have one that's a mob based comedy called Forget About It, which looks terrible. Um, but they're also now moving into live action stuff with Deadbeat. Hmm. So they're mirroring our friends at Netflix, which again I've said at great length on this show previously is can only mean good things yeah. for us consumers. The more stuff being made, it's more likely that someone is going to f- make a niche thing that I love. And I hope that all these things succeed well enough and find their own little um, audiences so that more companies are encouraged to create more content. So I'm cheering on Hulu and Netflix equally, saying bring bring me more chances to find something I'm going to love and I'll get behind you and 
Um, this I think is is this change on the Hulu side to having it start show up on mobile devices. Them acknowledging that, okay, our numbers show us that there's a way bigger market of people in front of mobile devices than are willing to sit in front of a computer to consume the content. So we're going to change our business model to say, okay, fine, we'll give you some of the stuff, especially the stuff we want to promote, our original content, on mobile devices for free, hoping you'll also pay us your yeah. eight bucks a month for Hulu Plus. We'll see. I I watched the first two episodes of Deadbeat. It's mediocre. Yeah, hmm. It looked kind of eh. I'm, yeah. I was, I'm I'm bummed because I mean the Reaper went that way yeah. for me as well. Started kind of strong. Yeah, and then Reaper was fun, and then it kind of got eh. yeah. Uh, it got a little too complicated. Um, yeah, the father, you know, who who is his dad? And right. What's what's the nature? And why would you sign over your son's soul? And right. Uh, oh, you might be the son of a devil. And uh, could have gotten tricked into it. Yeah, it's well, it is. Th- Freaking devil! Yeah, it's not like he tells you the truth or anything. Right. So uh, the actor they had playing the devil is one, yeah, one of my favorite actors in the whole world. Yeah, I can't remember. And he <clears throat> he's actually in that other Hulu original series based on uh, the Chipotle thing. Yeah, um, I know it's what like you're referring it's to. about like the processes of behind like how companies like corporations and restaurants make like super processed food like McDonald's right. and all oh, okay. this stuff. Mm. It's basically it's how it's made. It's, they're basically big long commercials for these various companies mm-hmm. um same way um there was a a food network one that was like that i forget it was basically they would go behind the scenes at you know the, M&M, yeah. the m&m factory how it's made i think it was right. called or something um, like that yeah it's all they're all big commercials for the products but they're still they still show a lot of really fun right. and interesting stuff yeah. about how is this stuff actually produced and um and I'm willing to sit through a 30-minute commercial if it's an interesting 30-minute commercial. Sure. No, I think this is more like um, <clears throat> that movie "Thank You for Smoking," where they talk about all the like the evil techniques that uh, the smoking industry used to like get children in and oh, yeah. more all about, that. Here's this is more Chipotle like, like digging on McDonald's about like all the evil things they do to their food, what they call food, ah. and how processed it is. Ah, got it. That's some clever freaking aggressive ass marketing so yeah. chipotle is basically mm-hmm. funding this thing that goes and takes down their competitors yeah shows you right. how so they must be they very are. confident that the things that are their in order, food is good yeah. in their yeah, own backyard exactly. things are good yep um or very dumb either way and then additionally because <laughs> yeah. i've been going up against mcdonald's right. you know you better be very confident or have absolutely no clue what you're or doing or really and yeah. know exactly what skeletons are in um, so I think some of the executives at, at Chipotle are former McDonald's people. I believe so. Who have come over and said, let's do this better. Let's dumb. make actual food. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then additionally, Hulu has announced refreshing the iOS app coming, air quotes, later this summer. Yeah. Uh, but offered no details. So I don't know what it even needs refreshing. It does its job beautifully. I mean, it's, uh, that's why I get mixed up on, or get, get annoyed with some of these companies who, who make unnecessary updates to apps. It's like you're... Interface was beautiful and clean and did everything it needed to do. Stop messing with it. Why do you need feel the need to fiddle with it? I actually ended up watching that show, Deadbeat, because of the fact that the Hulu app autoplays. It decides what it wants you to watch next and forces it on you. Right. And I was watching something on Hulu that I had missed you know, the night before, and I have a Hulu Plus account. Uh, so I, that's why I was one of those people that was like, oh, the, you can't watch stuff on an iOS device? I do that all the time. But yeah, it auto-played, oh, you you like this show here, watch the first episode of the show Deadbeat, and I was like, oh, I had heard of this, and I watched it, and then I was just like, oh, I'll try one more, and 
It wasn't that great. It was that. It, and it is uh, the guy that. from Reaper uh, is the same actor that's in it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's like when I was on the Xbox earlier yesterday, they were like, oh, you can, if you download our Xbox app, you can watch Knights of Badassdom for free. And I was yes. like... <laughs> All right, it's got Jason from uh, True Blood in it yep. and a couple other folks. I'm like, oh, Peter Dinklage is in there. Exactly. Yeah, like, oh, the I'll give it a shot at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> Summer Glau's in that, too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. She's yeah, in have, everything. Didn't they yeah. have her showing up in Arrow recently as... Uh, oh, yeah. Arrow. Yeah. yeah, she's oh, yeah. The, court, the corporate hand. Corporate yep. hand. Oh, what's corporate. his name? So she bought, it, oh, she bought basically a, a mutually controlling amount as in, Oliver uh, in, Queen In Queen Industries, yeah. Yeah. But she's working with uh, Deathstroke, right? Uh, we don't know yet because we're that's been like the series that we've held off on watching through. Mm. So like we mentioned, like being human finished. So we watched through all the episodes of that. Archer just ended their uh, season, which was awesome. And we this finished was that. Really yeah, it was really season funny. with no ISIS, right? Yes. Yeah, it's Archer Vice. Archer so Vice. It was a yeah. well, it was a really well done season. It was Especially because really last season was kind of eh. This season was really strong again. Uh, but we got through that. Um, we finished Almost Human, but obviously Almost Human the, is yeah. now gone. So we've we've caught up to now. I think the only thing other than the fact that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still putting out new episodes and Game of Thrones is on, the only thing really we're actively recording right now is uh, Arrow. Yeah. Well, and Supernatural for me. Yeah, and so. Supernatural. Yeah. And then that spinoff I, starts next later this year, right? The what? The Chicago-based spinoff for Super, I Supernatural. I think so. I don't know year. exactly when it starts, but yeah. I, it, I mean, they the just name. played the episode last week where... where they yeah. introduced the character. Where they introduced it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the guy. Uh, if I could plug it something, uh, the uh, that new CW show, The One Hundreds, not that terrible. Really, I was debating on that one. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool premise, Earth, right? And they have to kind of. They've been there was nuclear holocaust yeah. on Earth, and there were several international space stations, and now they're sending the the young and beautiful people ah. down to see if it's ready to recolonize, right? Yeah, huh. they irradiated the surface, mm-hmm. and uh, at, well, they they have to because they're running out of air and they right. can't fix it fast enough, and they're gonna have to jettison people into outer space or send them to the planet to fend for themselves. Yeah. So the, well, and so they sent all the juvenile offenders because they can't. Ah. Th- yes. They're they're in jail, so they're they're already locked up. But yeah, you're and, sucking and up resources system, here. But they can't jettison them into space because they're juveniles. I mean, it's the first CW show where it's like, oh my god, they found a way for it to make sense that everyone on the show is, is nineteen. Beautiful, it's a beautiful nineteen. It's beautiful nineteen. Right. Yeah. Well. But I mean, it. I mean, I'll, I came away from all the promotional materials for that one of the real big Terra Nova vibe. Uh, which just turned mm, me off. Yeah. Well, I guess see that. Um, which it, I don't know why. I mean, because it had the same kind of dark future that Terra Nova had. Because our glimpses of of you know the future that we traveled back from were pretty grim. Um, and this is a pretty grim future where all you've got is a space station full of of people who are at the end of their rope, needing to repopulate the devastated planet. Um, it was the same. You know, things that were grinding my gears at Divergent last night. I was like, yes, it's a movie full of gorgeous young people. <laughs> oh. oh, look, another. Oh, wow, that guy actually has scars. <laughs> <laughs> I what remember him well, because he was the only CW one. It's a CW show, though, so yeah. you have to kind of take and that with just, it. That's, I... It's awesome. Leave them alone. They're pretty people. Yeah. My favorite gif is where they have a picture of Sam Winchester, and they're like, "Our fan- this is in our fandom, this is a nerd. We win. <laughs> I mean, he's freaking gorgeous, and he's like the biggest nerd there. Stephen Colbert is a handsome, handsome man. He is the biggest Tolkien nerd. Oh yeah, he's a huge freaking nerd. So 
you can be a good-looking, uh, socially communicative and awesome person and still be a complete nerd. Absolutely, but that's not what they portray in most flicks. The it's hilarious true. thing about the the one show the nerd is that girl in Arrow is a freaking hottie. <laughs> she is. She is a hottie for a nerd. Yeah, she's ridiculously <laughs> hot for being their uh, CIO. Well, they Constantly threw, wearing they, short, they, tight they skirts. They uglied her up by throwing glasses on her. Right. <laughs> and this makes me a nerd. Right. Exactly. You are the worst illustration of a fake geek girl ever. <laughs> yeah. Physically, they do do a good job with her of making her very awkward, though. Oh, yeah, they when do. talking to people. No, the actress does a good yeah. job yes. of delivering Absolutely. And the script but, also calls for her to be... But she's working with but she's, some assets. Yeah, like, especially <laughs> when they do, like, go to the formal dinner, and then she doesn't have her glasses on, her hair's down, and she's, like, in the tight dress. You're like, <gasps> really? <gasps> really? But she's still absolutely awkward at yeah, the formal dinner. Yeah, she's totally dinner. awkward, but, I mean, they so. do a good job. No, she, she, but, gets, she gets her Felicia Day as Codex Yeah, on like in, I said, it's, it's with the... See, it's that grain you have to take with any CW. Mm. Yes, no, I'm yeah. saying, and, and, but I'm getting too old and jaded for that. Is what I'm. I think I'm trying to say. Eh, I I think I she know. had the best line in the season uh, so far, and this is totally not spoilers if you haven't caught up. But there's an episode where they're in their little uh, arrow cave doing stuff, and they, they find out to to further the plot, they have to. Uh, Oliver's gonna have to attend some formal banquet, and he says, "I guess I better go put my tuxedo on." And she says, "Do you keep that in a clear glass case too?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Little self-aware there. Yeah, they have some great lines. Yeah, his uh, his uh, bodyguard had yeah. some amazing Diggle. He yeah. had some amazing lines too. Yeah. No, no, Diggle is very much a a reality check, <laughs> the grounding, grounding force. Yeah. yeah, it's like really, like, really. You people thought this was a good idea. Yeah, you were surprised that this was the outcome. Yep. That always makes me laugh, though. Whenever they're like, we have to leap into action, he'll walk over and pick up his bow his bow, and like walk out of the room. And it's like, really? You don't change clothes before you pick up the bow and arrow? Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. He has to worm his way with his shirt right. through the arrow. It's so weird. <laughs> it's focusism. Exactly. Yes. Got the bow. I'm ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that means, kids, it's time to wrap it up. All right. Because the Murlocs have invaded the building. You have been listening... To casually hardcore live on alphageekradio.com. Two hours of your life, you just ain't getting back. You just keep coming back. It's, an, it's like an abusive relationship, and we love you for it. No honest, honey, it'll never happen again. We love you. What? <laughs> Thank you for all the uh, volunteers who contribute to the research center. We appreciate your time and effort in bringing us all the nerdy goodness from the web every week. You can find us on the Facebook and the Google, the, the Google Plus and the Twitter. Just search for Casually Hardcore or Alpha Geek Radio. You can send us your hate mail to the show at alphageekradio.com. Check out uh, all the great shows on the Alpha Geek Radio Network. There are more there with each passing week. Too many to list here. Just go to the site and click on the Shows tab and read for about half an hour because the list is getting long. Uh, you can always tune in mobile. Just go to mobile.alphageekradio.com from your web browser on your mobile device. It's easy. You can tune in all four channels just by tapping on the screen. It is magic. Mm-hmm. It's a happy, happy Star Trek world we live in. Nice. Delivered to you via the sub-Ethernet. So it's Star Trek with a liberal salting of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hmm. Well, it's a good time to be a nerd. Sure. Uh, keep an eye on the front page of the website. We've got our live stream of the Grand Ballroom at Phoenix Comic Con coming in the not-too-distant future. And hopefully we'll get at least one of our requested interviews, I'm hoping, 
Um, if, if, Sharp! If only Jim Butcher, uh, that, would, that would be a total score to be able to talk to him again because he was completely awesome the first time. But Crowley! We'll get you a little Crowley action. <laughs> I put in the request. I, I knew what you wanted, but mm. uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, see we'll, where, see. we'll see where we rate once they get back to us. And then after that, we have uh, more joyous things coming in the future. We have the live stream of Wootstock 6.0 from the lovely and historic Balboa Theater in San Diego during San Diego Comic-Con. And actually, before right before that, we'll have the live stream, multiple live streams as it's turning out from Nerdtacular in lovely Snowbird, Utah. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're, they're doing two or three different tracks there that I need to kind of adapt to and do multiple streams because oh, it wow. just keeps getting bigger. In a good way. I could totally handle it. And working on the early, uh, figuring out how the hell we're going to do it, uh, live streaming the podcasting track from DragonCon in Atlanta. We have permission to live stream the Parsec Awards, which is the podcast awards for uh, speculative fiction-based podcasts. This was uh, born by uh, Tracy Hickman of uh, Dragonlance fame. Yeah. She was one of the principal people that got together to create the Parsec Awards about five, six years ago. And we're going to try and bring that to you. Are the you going to that? Yeah. Oh, so that's the that's same that time as Dax, right? right? That's during DragonCon. It's, it's yeah. at DragonCon. Right. So we have permission to live stream it. The challenge from talking to the developers has been that bandwidth in the hall where they perform the ceremony historically has been non-existent. So they've tried to stream it before ah. and have not been able to pull it off. I'm going to try and bring my cellular amplifier and high-gain antenna to bear on the problem and see what we can make happen. Hmm. So we may do the live stream of Parsec Awards without a lot of fanfare this year because we may not be able to deliver on the promise. And then if it works, we'll make a much bigger deal about it next, next year. year. Like the same reason where we, we found out the last second we could stream stream Wootstock 5. Now we know ahead of time I'm going to make a big fat hairy deal out of the fact that we're doing Wootstock 6 as we lead up to it because we now know ahead of time that we're going to be able to do it. So we'll continue to scout out and bring you all the best in uh, nerd entertainment. If you have something that you run into which you think could benefit from exposure and streaming on the web send me the info and we'll see what we can make happen for you. Yay! Yay! I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. Be saying, uh, next week, uh, I need to check with you guys on the whole Mother's Day thing. Oh, yeah. Make sure we're going to have a show. So tentatively, same bat time, same bat channel. If not, watch the front page or follow us on Twitter, and we'll let you know there what the story is. Until then, we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.